0: Hey, y'all, it's host prerogative today on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I get the view. You guys got to look at me. And, well, I mean, I, you could see me today anyway, but I get to see the ocean the entire time. I might switch the, the camera around just for you to look at it a little while because it's glorious and it's gorgeous, and I'm so grateful. We got a great show today lined up. From Solana Beach, um, Dr. James Thorpe, first-time guest on the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, a medical doctor, physician, OBGYN talking fertility childbirth labor issues, what's been going on since the COVID jabs came out, and it's not good, especially if you want to have healthy babies. If you want to have babies at all, we'll talk to uh, Dr. Thorpe about that. It's something you know, we've been covering, and now we've got another uh, doctor on the inside of this saying, hey, this is what we're witnessing. So that's gonna be very important. Hour two, we got the return of Clay Clark. We always have fun with Clay. Reawaken America tours kicking into gear in January in Nashville, Tennessee, and I plan to see you all there at that one as well. That is coming up. Um, let me just say this. Even if grandma gets hit by a reindeer this uh, Christmas Eve, don't take her to the ICU. She'll for sure die. Yeah, the hospitals are killing fields. I'm telling you. Even I mean, the things you would normally want to go, it's a big, crapshoot is an understatement. Uh, let's talk microbiome for kids in the lockdown. Um, Fauci's uh, farewell. And a whole lot more on the robert scott bell show share the show please robert scott bell.com slash listen there's the chat room we'll see you there in just a moment and get this healing party started right about now
1: the robert Scott Robert scott bell show
2: not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. There's no doubt that we knew that we would get cases here. There is no need to change anything that you're doing on a day-by-day basis. You do those things, masks, no crowds, physical distance, personal hygiene, no doubt you're gonna be able to turn these things around. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. Make sure you wear a mask. So you wear a mask, then you put a cloth mask over, which actually is much better. Another coronavirus that obviously jumped from an animal species, we don't know exactly how that happened. We have not ruled out the possibility that there could have been a leak from the lab. Should we have any worries about walking by someone on the street who may be unvaccinated? Not at all. I would have no concern walking down the street past a person who's not been vaccinated and even a person who's been infected because the protection is really quite substantial. We do know that the science shows now that even people who are vaccinated and get a breakthrough infection can transmit. All of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. So if you are trying to do, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. You have to be asleep not to see that
0: yeah Mr. Science don't let the uh, door hit you on the aspirin on the way out. Wow, what a bonehead. You know this guy is so smart, he's Mr. he's like the the leading or America's doctor, any number of things that they've said and you look at that courtesy of our friends Dell Bigtree and the team at the Highwire they put together that flip-flop uh, little video and audio press presentation to show you how inconsistent or consistently inconsistent that guy who claims to be representative of the science. Well, that tells you that science is is broken, (laughs) Uh, as far as what he's considering, science is broken. Our endeavor to find out the facts to the truth is not uh, dependent upon one personality or a series of personalities. It's uh, really, it's about observation and it's about recognizing that there are folks that are observing that may have serious and significant conflicts of interest that end up harming or even killing you, your friends, your family, loved ones, and many have perished, many more than I believe need to be. How, how am I to determine who needs to to live and die? That's not my perspective, on, and and I get to say, but I will say that what they have done, the Fauciites, the WHO, the CDC, the FDA, the Biden administration, and others, have resulted in hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of need, uh, people dying needlessly. Really, really didn't have to happen. So what are we going to do moving forward? Are we going to look for another personality, worship, so-called doctor, scientist, to replace Fauci? I mean, I'm sure that's the intent. That's what they'd like to see happen. Uh, But uh, love him or hate him, Fauci's parting advice is to stick to the science. Look at that. And if you look at what he said time and time again, and he wasn't the only one. Remember here on the Robert Scat Bell Show, we were consistent in in bringing out, let me just see where's, uh, mute that one out, there we go. Uh, As far as the flip-flopping, I mean, these are the reasons why we got banned on YouTube and Spotify and occasionally on Facebook and Twitter, because we consistently disagreed with the proclamations and pronouncements from so-called scientists representing the government, the media, and the pharmaceutical church. To this day, we're still banned on YouTube and Spotify. Why? We've been proven correct. And more and more information coming out day by day by day of how correct uh, we were, I was on this show. And this isn't about me or my ego saying, oh, I'm so great that I'm a correct, I mean, this is not a Fauciism. This is about uh, uh, you know, observing how, what they call infectious disease works how the immune system works how the pcr tests don't work and of course the manifestations on uh, of an, a very unusual and and uh, frequent nature if you will it's it's not natural necessarily but what we're seeing in terms of cardiovascular uh, damage heart damage blood issues and now even more than that talking about reproductive issues which is something we covered early on because I had been meeting weekly uh, during the COVID craziness and still do whenever possible with a group of doctors, yes, MDs, DOs, NDs, DCs, nurses, homeopaths, I I can't even name everybody that was there, Uh, on an ongoing regular basis, meeting and, and sharing what was working, what wasn't, reading and scouring the medical literature and talking about the clinical uh, uh, proclamations of those who were having success rates close to or at 100% in treating this thing. And those are the things that of course did work and do work, yet those are the things still the pharmaceutically conflicted mainstream media, the pharmaceutically purchased and owned government and government agencies, much less globalist agencies and big pharma themselves would deny and derail and basically, uh, you know, sensor in order that they may have the only way to treat disease that they actually have caused and the treatment of the disease of course is causing damage and death and reproductive disorder so severe that uh, many of these younger generations that would like to have kids may not be able to Again, that's part of the discussion that we'll have today on the Robert Scott Bell show there's another uh, article here um, where the FDA apparently is acknowledging more of the stuff we've been pointing out uh, that should have been a warning sign right from the word go. And this is a, an article by uh, the Defender via Epic Times. An FDA study now reveals that COVID vaccine had been linked to blood clotting in the elderly. Researchers at the FDA, I call them the Fear and Death Administration, found that pulmonary embolism, blood clotting in the lungs, met the initial threshold for a statistical signal in elderly individuals and continued meeting that criteria after a more in-depth evaluation. But What happened when we, here on the Robert Scott Bell Show and other shows, pointed out that there were some serious blood, blood oxygenation issues, I mean, they acknowledged the oxygenation issues, the difficulty in breathing and blood oxygenation, oxygenation saturation. You know, they talk about sat levels, and everybody suddenly knew that that didn't mean satellite, it meant saturation. You know, the vernacular of medicine went mainstream during COVID, certain things that average lay people didn't know about. Now we're all talking about it and getting, hey, can I get a device that can check my blood oxygen saturation? And very few, if any, pointed out, for one, that this could be due to severe copper deficiency. Because of the uh, high uh, introduction, uh, well, higher levels of introduction of zinc and vitamin C in the midst of other things that were indeed helping, that would drop copper levels if you didn't know and you weren't aware that, you know, in the absence of uh, uh, additional copper, you're going to drop them with zinc and vitamin C, for instance. And how critical copper is for the utilization of iron and its ability to carry oxygen in the blood, the hemoglobin. Now, iron doesn't do it on its own, can't do it. In fact, in the absence of copper, the body has a very, very limited ability to utilize metabolize uh, iron safely, appropriately. And so we look at a mineral like that, and my gosh, we missed that, we missed that, and we begin to add it in and see tremendous benefit. Now, for those that did benefit from zinc and vitamin C, and I don't dispute that, there are benefits there, along with other things that were done, they likely had adequate copper levels that didn't put them in severe compromising situations. But as I said, in the absence of copper, adequate copper in the diet, and let's face it, how many of you are eating liver every day or every other day or at least once a week? Very few of us eat like our ancestors eat. And even if we did, the copper levels are so low relative to what they were when they were first measured among many other minerals 70 plus years ago. Of all the minerals that have been depleted, and there's almost all of them across the board, copper is the worst, almost 80% reduced from when they first started analyzing the soils. So where do you think you're getting it from? Your pipes? And is it even bioavailable in that way? And I'll bring up one more thing, and then we're going to get into our main topic this hour in terms of fertility, uh, OBGYN type issues, Uh, uh, Dr. James Thorpe is going to join us momentarily. Look, look at the, you know, the, the dietary issues, the mineral issues, and then compound them with toxicological burdens. And we realize that even if we had the mineral stores through certain things that we do, even in, in trying to do good things, we can deplete key minerals that already were there in low levels. And another key factor in terms of protection of the heart, the vascular system is the mineral selenium. Now, I mentioned copper and I mentioned selenium again, especially for the new folks watching the show. And yes, I'm a homeopath. I work with homeopathic remedies and the controversy over uh, the snake venom peptides that Brian Artis brought out uh, was w- interesting to me because many of the symptoms of COVID, especially blood oxygenation, coagulation issues, heart issues, they matched up perfectly with the snake venom remedies and homeopathy. You know, and and, and that's not controversial for us. So for me, it didn't matter whether it was indeed snake venom peptides that are added to this thing or not. The fact is it manifests identically. So homeopathy, it's not just like cures, like it's law of similars. So we had remedies to address this and we're helping people successfully as well in context with those that were trying to do better, better than what they had been trained to do in terms of only drug therapies. But the deficiencies are very real and they manifest in a very real and devastating way with or without a so-called COVID. Certainly made worse in the presence of what uh, they have facilitated in terms of 10 nanometer spike proteins, damaging endothelial tissue anywhere and everywhere, including ovaries and testes. Now I'm talking reproductive health, much less brain and nervous system. There's no limit to where those things go. And then we get into the lipid, lipid nanoparticle delivery of mRNA. And when does it turn off? I'm like, yeah, this is where I get disgusted beyond disgusted with Fauci going, I'm, I am science. Everything that he has promoted has primarily resulted in a victimization of people who trusted him because he's a doctor and he's a government researcher or something. He's, he's a representative of really the pharmaceutical cult. But we're paying a heavy price for relying on only one system of medicine and a monopoly. And the education system that primed physicians in the 20th century, primarily when this started in 1910 with the Flexner Report, to only look at every symptom, whether it be physiological, emotional, or otherwise, as as evidence of a deficiency of some synthetic chemical conglomeration that would be patented and approved by the Fear and Death Administration, the FDA, to the elimination of anything that would compete with it, including homeopathy, herbs, vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, essential fats, and on and on it goes. There is no such thing as a drug deficiency disease, FDA approved or otherwise. There's a place for drugs and acute trauma interventions to save your life, I acknowledge that, never denied it. But in conjunction with, or immediately following, get out and get on something that replenishes the things that have been depleted and that can manage these dangerous cytokine storms safely without destroying your liver and your immune system, like methylprednisone can do, even if it can save your life. It's not something you wanna be on for a long time. So look to copper with the homeopathic phosphorus. Anyway, I'm going to pause there. I just wanted to, you know, it's kind of public service announcement stuff. When Fauci leaves, maybe real science can commence. And welcome for the first time to the Robert Scott Bell Show in just a moment, uh, Dr. James Thorpe. And we have him linked up in the show notes. He, you know, I talked with him before the show. He's not about, you could tell his heart is right there in healing. His passion to help people, to get them well, and to not see this disaster uh, get worse, get any worse than it already is. And, uh, before we go to, uh, Dr. Thorpe, super Don, just real quick, just checking in, making sure levels are good. I'm at, again, I'm out of, uh, I want to say I'm out of my mind. I don't think I am, um, practically out of my body floating on the ocean that I see in front of out me. Of, you out know. of body
3: experience being
0: that close to the ocean for that long, huh? Oh my gosh. Can, and super I D can we're can trying to get that. you down here. You have an open invitation. You know it.
3: I'll be down there. I'll be down there. I don't know when,
0: but it, it's going to happen. Talking to your honey about it? I am. Yes. Okay, let this blessing or mitzvah happen. It's a beautiful thing, yeah, gonna do it all right. well, we'll get everybody some updates on uh, upcoming events as well as uh special deals for Christmas on things we want you to plug into the health and healing that we're uh you know a big part of and want you to be supported in your journey back to health in the in the new year. However you're planning to start it, you can start right now. We'll get to that in a moment. so uh, super d is it all right. We can bring Dr. James Thorpe into the mix now, I think we should yeah here he is dr james thorpe welcome to the robert scott bell show
4: dr robert scott bell thank you sir for having me and uh good to see holiday. you and
0: now i feel very underdressed
4: oh. i got a lecture from my uh commander-in-chief uh doctor uh commander in general uh peter mccullough that i mm-hmm. am not allowed to show up on a camera without a shirt and a tie
0: well, it's good to see you, my friend, and I'm so glad that you're here doing what you're doing. I've learned about you recently, and I know that you have a great passion for what you do. Give us a little background on your uh, uh, medical uh, career, you know, and what your passion and focus has been and how it's maybe changed in the midst of COVID and currently what, what you're seeing and what you're doing.
4: Sure. Um, not totally comfortable talking about myself, but I I, I will do that. Um, I, I do, not want to come across as a braggart, but I do want to um, allow your audience to realize that I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. Uh, So I'm 69 years old. I've been doing high-risk obstetrics for over 43 years. I went to Wayne State University School of Medicine, uh, interestingly, started in 1975, uh, just in time for the swine flu epidemic, pandemic, whatever it was. And uh, in medical school there at Wayne State University School of Medicine with my older brother Ken Thorpe, uh, one of my research collaborators, uh, we uh, entertained the swine flu vaccine. And when we were sophomores at Wayne State University School of Medicine, uh, it was rolled out. uh, 26 people died after the swine flu vaccination, and it was immediately removed from the market. So. it's taken me a long time to become awakened. Uh, I did my OBGYN residency at, uh, at the top program in the world, University of Colorado in Denver. Uh, at that time, it was the top program in the world, served with the Air Force uh, HPSP payback time, uh, and then went back to do my fellowship at University of Texas, Houston in maternal fetal medicine. So uh, I, I've been extraordinarily busy my entire career um, they don't know how to label me really. They've never figured out whether I was an academic academician because i published so much in my career or whether I was a clinician because I've seen so many patients. Uh, yeah. I'm neither. I'm kind of a hybrid. I've, uh, I, I I've seen almost 24,000 patients just in the last three years, three, three years and a few odd months. I know that because I just had to redo my privileges at my hospital. So, um, Despite seeing that volume of patients my entire career, I, I've had over 200 publications um, in my career, and, and they've not, a uh, one, been funded by $1 of uh, corporate money. I'm not a corporate guy. I, I don't follow the crowd. Ignaz Philip Semmelweis is my hero in life, and I've always aspired to do what he taught me to do um, when I first... Uh, met him vicariously through reading on him when I was in the 60s. And um, the things I learned from him were the most important, and that is uh, never, ever let my patients down and let my relationship with my patients become uh, fuzzied or um, directed by somebody else. And number two, don't ever follow groupthink group think because it's almost always wrong. Do your own due diligence. And, and number three, I had no idea 50 years ago when I met him uh, vicariously um, and went into OB, I never ever realized that 50 years later that I would be here in the midst of 2022 in an obstetrical disaster that would make that of Ignaz Philip Semmelweis at the Vienna Lying End Hospital in the mid-19th century, 1850s or so, look like a walk in the park. So, Dr. I,
0: Thorpe, let me intervene here for our, our audience that may not know, and I've mentioned Dr. Semmelweis many times over the years, but we've got new folks all of the time. In history, this was a physician uh, who dared to speak against physician practices at the time, particularly those that were cutting on the cadavers, uh, you know, dead bodies, uh, studying, whatever they were doing, and then they would go, right, to deliver babies. And he suggested, had the audacity to suggest that they, maybe should have washed their hands thoroughly, cleaned their hands because these women, maybe some of these babies were dying of infection, sepsis, et cetera. And rather than being lauded of uh, and thanked, my gosh, what, yeah, how did we miss that? Uh, He was driven into, you know, an asylum and died, you know, penniless as, as, you know, many of those who pointed out things that were uh, inconvenient to the establishment when we can go to Copernicus and Galileo and Certainly, modern-day physicians and doctors that I appreciate and respect, like uh, Professor Peter Duisberg or uh, Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Um, these these people, these last names, their last names have become a verb. You know, watch out if you if you speak out, we're going to Wakefield you, for instance. And uh, the fact that you admired Semmelweis through that process and witnessed, as you said, uh, the swine flu shot debacle in the '70s, where, as you point out, uh, with a few deaths. know, 26 deaths or so they immediately removed this and i think that they would have rethought if they were really fully conscious the entire program of vaccination for flu but they didn't they doubled and tripled down and now up until COVID, we had an annual you know flu shot fear porn fiesta every year uh, to drive their uh, people's arms into you know mercury containing shots that had a a efficacy rate that was so far below anything of of consequence why would anybody subject themselves to it except for propaganda and uh, as you point out it's been hard for the physician community to wake up from that because they're paid very well often not to see certain things. Uh, if they're into corporate medicine or if they recognize their licenses are at risk, we're seeing out in California with AB 2108, uh, the prohibition and the restriction on freedom of speech of the physician to even talk with the patient about options if they violate certain narratives within the COVID realm. And in fact, during this you know COVID crisis, as I mentioned, I was meeting with doctors and nurses, including a specialist within fertility clinics who are observing inordinate amounts of, of uh, in vitro-type failures before they even got to implant. Like the, mm-hmm. the fertilized eggs would develop, and at day five, they'd, just, they'd crash. And they'd yeah. never seen that, much less the miscarriage rate skyrocketing. It's like the doctors, though. These nurses were pointing this out to the doctors and other nurses, the very few who spoke up and saw this. And they were told to shut up. There's nothing to see here. Move along. It, it's like the time of Semmelweis, when you know the very few docs that were pointing it out are, are, uh, are derided – as, par- as pariahs rather than lauded as heroes.
4: That's absolutely right. And um, I'm I'm currently in the midst of uh, writing a book on Ignaz Philip Um because uh, my mother was a labor and delivery nurse and, and introduced me. You know, I was around about 10 or 15 years of age and I read that book, The Cry in the Covenant by Morton Thompson, which is a fiction book because some of it was fictionized, uh, but, but it just made such an impression on me. And uh, the reason why I went into obstetrics. But I I do want to say that um, it's no different, Dr. Bell, absolutely no difference. It was the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, the American College of OBGYN, and the Society for Maternal-Fetal Medicine, and the FDA and the CDC, the corrupt, corrupt, fraudulent medical industrial complex of which uh, uh, five, or six entities that I just mentioned are the ones that are perpetrating the crimes in my patients. It was the exact same back for Ignaz Philipp always 150 years ago or so, 1850s, Vienna lying in hospital, some months, uh, the mortality rate was approached 100%, some months, due to exactly what you said. And the, the American Board of OBGYN, they've come after. Uh, They've gagged us. They've attacked me, and I'm voraciously attacking them. They have no data. They have no safety data. They are killing and injuring my patients all over the world. It's the most egregious violation in the history of humanity. I want to say that, you know, there's been a We've always had horrible evil with, with us in the human, always. I mean, you know, gosh, we look back at, you know, we're, we're, we're coming up close to the Feast of Purim for my Jewish uh, friends. Um, and, and, you know, way back then, you know, 2,500 years ago, evil people trying to murder uh, a whole, uh, all the Jews in Babylon when they're in exile. Same thing with Hitler, you know, uh, 60 years ago in Germany. Um, horrible uh, Hitler trying trying to murder an entire race of, of Jews, uh, which, Neither of them were successful, but they did implement horrible carnage. And I, I just want to say, historically, and um, you know, I, I love my Jewish friends, um, and and I, hopefully this won't offend anybody. But you know, really, in many ways, Heyman and Hitler—they um, perpetrated some huge crimes. But what I want would like to draw a comparison here is really the. The crimes that they committed, you know, what they are doing now, the medical industrial complex, rolling out a lethal experimental drug to my patients, women of reproductive age, pregnant women, preborns, and newborns, is the most egregious obstetrical disaster. It's unprecedented in the history of the world. And really, I want to make a point here it makes Heyman and hitler look like altar boys let me repeat that again just for your audience what they're doing to my patients around the world right now which by the way represents a future of all the human genome okay it's not sperm the rate limiting factor is the precious few ovum, and i'll go into that in a little bit but what Heyman and hitler tried to do was a very, uh, just a country-specific, a small geographic location in the world. It was the entire world. It was only Babylon 2,500 years ago with Haman in in Iran, modern-day Iran, or Elam as it was Babylon, or it was in Germany or maybe most of Europe in the 1930s for Hitler. This is all over the world. So, yes, it was a horrible tragedy, but the potential of this, is far worse. There's one other reason that I want to point out where this is much more devastating and much more dangerous and much more evil. What is that? This is fifth generation warfare. Okay, so Haman and Hitler killed a lot of people who were really evil and they're burning in hell right now, as will these people when they meet their creator. But they, everybody knew they were grievous killers Everybody knew they were evil murderers. That's not the case here, Dr. Bell. This is fifth generation warfare. This is information war. Nobody, very few people around the world, except people like you that know truth and and a very small number of people, know that this is an orchestrated kill-off of my patients. And the patients don't know it. This is not, this is very, very occult, it's very evil, it's very satanic, and it's hidden. This is fifth-generation warfare.
0: Dr. Thorpe, if I may, you know, to add what you're saying, it doesn't take in any way away from the evil that was perpetrated before in those circumstances you mentioned, but I say, and I agree with the evil being ratcheted up, because it's coming in the guise of, we're here to help humanity, we're here to help all of you, and this is going to save your life, and who's delivering it? the doctors. Isn't that interesting? The very group of people, individuals that went in, hopefully in most cases, to genuinely, sincerely help people, they become part of the slaughtering classes, if you will. They become part of the murderous uh, regimes. And uh, without them, even Nazi Germany, uh, many of these things, these atrocities may not have happened to the severity. But it's true at all levels for all of us. We must stand up and defend life, and if we give up on that right of defense, then eventually, um, even if you don't think you're the one being targeted, there'll be no one left to protect you when you're the last one and they target you. So we must defend each other, we must help those that are innocent and certainly uh, vulnerable. The youngest among us are those that haven't even been born yet. And a lot of this technology, mRNA technology, right from the get-go we were reporting, Dr. Thorpe, about abnormalities within the female reproductive cycle. and finding come to find out that in their original study designs they didn't even account and consider hey maybe we should observe in women if there are any changes to the menstrual cycle i'm like what moron wrote this thing and got it approved without looking at that and so now we're witnessing as i said massive reproductive harm and you know it firsthand i mean there are reproductive toxicology studies that are coming out maybe you can relate what you're seeing and what is coming out even in the peer-reviewed literature and i realize not all of it's legit a lot of it's funded Uh, by certain interests that want to hide what we're about to reveal and what you're revealing. But I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about what you've uncovered and seen.
4: Sure. I'd be happy to do that. Um, First of all, what I've seen is um, horrible death and destruction and carnage. Not really since the start of the pandemic, since the rollout of the vaccine is when I've seen all the damage. You'll say, well, Dr. Thorpe, quantitate that. Well, I can't quantitate it because I'm employed, and if I'm not allowed to go in and look at any other records. And if I do, I'll be fired. I had a friend of mine that was fired for doing the exact same thing. So it's very clear um, for those of you listening to Dr. Bell, this terrific platform, don't trust any doctor or any nurse in the United States of America because we're all under a fascist gag order. And if you don't believe me, um, just read our paper. Uh, we published a paper uh, just earlier this year. And and we have 19 authors on it. It's the corruption of healthcare informed consent in the physician-patient relationship. And um, in that is 19 authors, including four attorneys. It's very clearly we track out exactly when and how and what the MO was for this medical industrial complex, the boards issuing an unprecedented threat on every physician and nurse in the United States of America. If you deviate from this, we will destroy you personally. Now, I was part of my background, I didn't tell you, is that, you know, I've been part of the establishment my entire career. I've been highly uh, honored and respected throughout my entire career. I was asked by uh, President Bush in 2003 to present uh, as an expert maternal fetal medicine physician who uh, did a tremendous number of closed fetal surgeries at, at the uh, turn of the century and was asked to uh, testify in the United States Senate uh, in that year for my uh, expertise as treating the fetus as a patient in the womb. And uh, uh, so in fact, we, we did that, and, and uh, using part of that platform, President Bush took down the partial birth abortion, uh, only to be reinstituted by um, President Obama uh, many years later. Uh, also, you know, I was part of the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, who I've been voraciously attacking for the last two years for what they've done. What they've done is is dead wrong, and that's how I know they're compromised. I was a part of them. I was one of their examiners. Do your history, look it up, okay? Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have me back now. Well, Dr.
0: Thorpe, is there one thing you can point to? I mean, you have a series of things in your history you've related to us that you've witnessed, and you said it took you a while to wake up. Was there something, was there a come to Jesus moment for you in the midst of this saying, you know, I'm a physician, I'm not here to harm, and they're doing harm, and I've got to do whatever I can to state the truth despite the harm that could come to me in terms of your profession or your status and stature, etc. Can you reveal, you know, that moment or moments?
4: Yeah, I was actually woken up uh, around uh, 2010, and who do I attribute that to? Uh, My other heroes, uh, you know, is uh, certainly uh, RFK Jr. and Dr. Andy Wakefield. Okay, when I read and reread, I'm a chemist, was a chemistry major, and I've read all those pharmaceutical studies that the pharmaceutical industry did to perpetrate the horrible crimes they did to all those beautiful African girls to sterilize them with a vaccine that they perpetrated with the sole purpose of doing just that, to reduce the population, as if my beautiful patients in Africa are less valuable than they are, so they exterminate Uh, them. It's Uh, And and also the other two people in my life were my older brother, Ken Thorpe, and my oldest uh, and most rebellious daughter. Um, They they were all part of really knocking some sense into me. And um, so around uh, the start of the pandemic, I knew it was fraudulent because I had been doing my homework. And when they first came out and told me that I wasn't allowed to use hydroxychloroquine anymore because it was dangerous, I knew that they were full of shit because I've been using hydroxychloroquine for 40 years in pregnant people uh, pre- first trimester, pregnant women. I knew it was safe. I knew it's safer than aspirin and safer than Tylenol. And so did the so did the CDC and FDA because uh, I have screen captured shots on on their website bragging about how safe hydroxychloroquine was for pregnant women and for breastfeeding and even in the first trimester and for children. So I knew they were lying and when the American board, uh, responded to my inquiries with, with threats, with people that I knew that I examined with, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were compromised because these were very good people. These were stalwart people. And these were people that weren't willing to debate me Mm. and were threatening to destroy me. um, because, Calling them out if they were doing something so egregious, and they know it's egregious. We never push experimental drugs in pregnancy, never.
0: And Dr. Thorpe, how unusual is it to uh, uh, conduct a, a test and and bring out to the public, even in an emergency, a drug that hasn't been tested on on reproductive harm, uh, and and even though they're targeting women as well of reproductive age for the re, to be recipients of this thing, this mRNA jab. I mean, the fact that it wasn't in the original study design, I just scratched my head and go, who who would ever approve this?
4: That's right. Uh, and and the answer to that question, and, and I've been brilliant. I've been just researching this so intensely with my partners, um, uh, including my beautiful bride, Maggie, who's a, a brilliant attorney, uh, my, my older brother and several other folks around the country, uh, some connected with uh, RFK's uh, group. So... What we found was that this was a feta complete. This had nothing to do with efficacy or safety. This was a feta complete long before the pandemic started. It was a feta complete of pushing pregnancy. And, and I can prove that. So it was just- um, So not an
0: accident, this had to be intentional. It's just hard, it, 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 strange credulity to say that, oops, they missed that. I'm like, even I going, how do they miss that means I know that means they intended to miss it. Because it's just one of the basic premises of experimentation and observation on safety issues. If you're gonna be delivering it to women of childbearing age, you have as a parameter for that analysis to get all the information you can on impact to reproduction, reproductive harm. The fact that it wasn't there meant they they knew it was harmful and they didn't want anybody to know it.
4: And to your point, I mean, all, you, all one has to do I've accumulated and published so much irrefutable data showing how many patients of my patients it's killed and injured. It's, it's extraordinarily depressing. But you know, I, and I can pro, I can produce, and I have a slide that, that we may or may not have time to show, that will produce 34 other completely independent sources totally corroborating. Um, the information that I'm presenting from VARES. And if all that's not enough, how about VER uh, how about Pfizer's own internal documents, 5.3.6 postmarketing data? And that's the one I will always hearken back to because if you can categorically dismiss me and so many other physicians that know the truth and are giving you real data, but are you really going to dismiss the real data of internal documents that Pfizer has illegally kept. Yeah. and CDC and the FDA. And let me just review that. That's, uh, download it. You can go to any one of my papers and you go to phmpt.org, download, uh, just Google or DuckDuckGo, Google won't show it up. Mm-hmm. Pfizer, P-F-I-Z-E-R 5.3.6. You'll come to the PHMPT website, pull it up, and bring that 30 page document up. Go to page seven. On page seven, you'll see table one. Three quarters of the way down table one, you'll see a row that says dead. There were 1,223 dead, dead, died after the vaccine in less than 90 days after the rollout from December 1st, 2020 to February 28, 2021. Now, remember what I said. I opened up this story with my brother Kenny Ed and I going to medical school at Wayne State University in in 1976, there were only 26 deaths. And they immediately pulled that off the market. The rotavirus vaccine was pulled off the market at the turn of the century. There were no deaths. So clearly this was a fait accompli. And this was planned for some other MO, not to help people, not to care for you, but to make a lot of money and to maybe have some other nefarious MO that I don't want to go into.
0: Dr. Thorpe, at this point, is it fair to say if a physician or nurse claims that this mRNA shot is safe and effective, that they are choosing to be ignorant. They're living in cognitive dissonance or worse.
4: Yes. And and, and that's the key the key word here is um, you know, I don't I, I don't think that most of my physician colleagues are evil enough. Like some are to use this to depopulate the world or to harm their patients, but they are turning a blind eye, and they're just as guilty as those who are doing it. If you turn a blind eye, um, I. But there's so many levels of cognitive dissonance. Uh, I, I, kind of in my own mind, I look at like at least four hierarchical levels of of uh, cognitive dissonance. You know, one is the doctor shooting himself up that is irreversible, fully well knowing that there's no safety data for it. The second level is doing the same to his immediate family members. The third level of cognitive dissonance is now doing it to extended family and friends. And finally, the fourth level of cognitive dissonance is doing it to one's patients. And it's a very rare individual that has the ability Dr. Peter Bregan tells me that only 1% of human beings have the ethical integrity, emotional integrity uh, to actually look at new data, do an about face, and make a public appearance like I've done in the past, say, oh my God, I, I was really wrong. I made a mistake. Yeah. I repent, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I harmed you, I'm sorry if I offended you. But there's very few people that can do that. One of the, one of my heroes that has done that is Steve Kirsch. I love that man. He deserves a medal of honor. Uh, and I've, I've already given him as much loud and praise and I'm creating awards for him and other people. Um, yeah. and, and the same with Dr. Asim Mahaltra, the mm-hmm. cardiologist, uh, young, yeah. handsome, uh, show boy from, uh, the UK who pushed the vaccine all over the media, the darling of the media. He's come out and that takes a lot of guts to do that, but, but you can't, it's very difficult to do when you reach those levels of cognitive dissonance because when you do an about face like that, I call it, I like the term, I've used academic metanoia. When you do an academic metanoia, you're opening up yourself to a lot of liability of people that you've killed and injured with that vaccine. And most, most of the doctors aren't willing to do that. And they're not willing to come out and make a stance like I do because they will be attacked like I've been, and they will be stripped of their titles and of their uh, the their credentials to practice, like Dr. Peter McCullough and many others.
0: Yeah, I remember covering a story many years ago about um, medical mistakes, of which there are many, and and some have argued third leading cause of death as well. That yet in terms of um, accountability of the, the the patients or the patients' families. When a doctor came forward in, in all integrity and honesty and said, I'm sorry, I made a mistake and acknowledge it, and with all the sincerity in their heart, really acknowledge it, more of the patients and the families were inclined not to proceed in terms of, uh, you know, prosecutorial, you know, a vendetta or something to, to make it right, whereas the, you know, the culture of medicine is to deny, 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 because any admission of liability opens you up to whatever, and then we get into the lawyers and the malpractice and other things, so it's lost the humanity. It's lost the spirit. I've talked about the sacred relationship of the doctor and the patient. It's lost with these third-party interveners, et cetera. It's made the practice of medicine something akin to a Luciferian, uh, you know, I always say that, protocol that does not support life, does not acknowledge the majesty of creation, but just simply manages diseases that it had previously created. Now, this is not, when I say this, and I know you know this is not an accusation that every doctor is evil, that's never what I've ever said, but it's a recognition that people have been trapped in a system they had no earthly idea they were even entering, and very few escape it, like you, dr mccullough and others i see uh, Maholtra as well and i really uh, am great admirers of them for that reason and also their willingness in a collegial manner now to open up to the things that they were never taught the things that they never knew the things that we should have been doing all along that is meeting physician to physician among homeopaths naturopaths medical doctors herbalists chiropractors you know everybody coming together and saying you know what we're all about healing how do we you know what's working best here how can i learn from you how can i learn from you what can i teach you and that kind of spirit of collegiality which almost doesn't even exist in medicine alone allopathic medicine on its own where everybody's isolated and so we have to have some type of renaissance where we bring the spirit back into the healing arts all of them and come together and work on the for the benefit of those that are coming to us for help and Bell, uh, we've
4: I think you're spot on man. I, you, you list all those disciplines and I'm going to take you back 150 years to uh, 100 years or, or more you know um, who dist- who started this system and really stole it, stole medicine the way it was meant to be created with all of my colleagues that you just mentioned um, naturopaths um, Iid NDs, um, chiropractors uh, homeopaths It was J.D. Rockefeller in in the early 1900s that destroyed and um, illegally took down all of those other specialties. Why? Because he wanted to turn it into a financial reaping, a financial, a corporate industry of money-making. And this is where, when when he put his foot and crushed the necks of my physician colleagues practicing in other disciplines. That was the beginning of the end because that went all the way back. uh, Oh my gosh, it it went way back to Aristotle. We've always practiced medicine. The the therapies that we have given endowed by our creator have been free and they've been very effective and they've been used throughout the ages. And the idea of healing um, that is hierarchical from our creator, uh, not from the pharmaceutical industry. And that's where we have gone off base now to the point where there really are no more physicians available. They're stepping us. They want to turn us into technicians that follow an algorithm. They can't think for themselves. You know, I have, a, I have uh, many young friends, including a daughter, that are new doctors. And I know the way they're being trained. They're being trained to follow cookbooks. They're not physicians. They have no independent thinking, and they are scolded and ridiculed, and they are censored and chastised if they think on their own, like I was Mm -hmm. taught to think. It's a very, very dangerous situation.
0: here we have, you know, another fascinating discussion. I know I want to get more into the reproductive toxicology as well, you know, to, to, to put a warning out for anybody who has not yet got the jab or maybe got one and not two or not three, so we can provide some level of maybe a, a direction out of this mess if it's at all possible. But what we're talking about here is what I'm hearing thematically from a lot of folks from the medical community that have, again, become the, the, the doctors with integrity that are connected to the spirit and being guided uh, is that need to come together and stop with the elevation of one or exaltation of one over another. This is arrogance of man stuff rather than you know honoring the Creator that gives us the gifts of healing in all of the various professions that exist out there. Uh, and you know I want that discussion to come out more and more everywhere we go that we talk about you know what we need to bring them all all of us come together again. And that artificial divide that was created by Ezeem Bunch and Rockefeller, Carnegie Foundations and things like that have been very effective in programming the mind of man to perceive and believe that, you know, MD means M-deity, honestly. And it's it's such an arrogant scenario that we've been living with that even today, as we look to the so-called experts that have woken up. I see in many of them, like Peter McCullough, I've had the most interaction with, I just met uh, Asim recently, but uh, a genuine humility, an acknowledgement of the things that they don't know, and a willingness to listen to one another. In fact, an encouragement, it's like, my gosh, I never heard that, can you tell me more? And that is the spirit of a real scientist as well. I wanna learn, I wanna know more. I've never hung my hat and said, it's over. There's nothing more to learn. And unfortunately in, in medicine, that is often the case that you, you have to live that way or else you will be drummed out of the profession. So um, again, refreshing as well to hear. I didn't expect fully where we were going to go today with this, but I'm just encouraged and my heart is happier by uh, interacting with you as well.
4: Likewise, Sir Karl Popper put it better than anybody um, who has knighted Sir Karl Popper, famous uh, researcher and philosopher writer from the United Kingdom, um, science progresses by falsification, um, by observation of an individual. Uh, the antithesis of science is squelching opposition like they're doing to us now, like they did to Galileo, Copernicus, Ignaz Philip Semmelweis. I could go on and on and on. It's a story of authority, and you don't squelch opposition Science is all about collegiality. It's not censorship. And let me just, with this medical industrial complex, and we just published a paper uh, on this, and and it's really pretty phenomenal. But a couple of papers. So if you take the per capita uh, healthcare costs in the United States of America, it's the highest in the world. We have about 4% of the population. It's $1,200 per capita per year for every man, woman, and child in the United States of America to provide uh, costs. $1,200. And by the way, uh, we had uh, the worst outcomes for COVID around the world. Now let's look at India. You know what their per capita income is? Care to take a guess, Dr. Bell?
0: well it's so low as to be embarrassing relative to uh, what we experience in the west and our standard of living it it, you know be hard for people to conceive of the number but go ahead throw it out there
4: 64 bucks and their health scores are much better than ours and they did far better than we did and they're four times the size of our population so that right there tells you how the medical industrial complex have um just stolen and killed and injured for profit uh, mm-hmm. most of which has come from the united states of america but we're also dictating that around the rest yeah. of the world
0: yeah dr thorpe and i know in, ho- in india mainstay of uh, what we call mainstream medicine includes homeopathic medicine and ayurvedic medicine and when i went years ago to nigeria and ghana to meet with the the healthcare providers and doctors there i was probably the only white guy from america ever to go hey Throw out the medicine of the white man, go back into the bush and save the medicine of your ancestors, because that's closer to what can save us all. Uh, and it doesn't mean throw out advancements in emergency trauma interventions. That's, again, I don't think I need to say that again on this show. But the reality is everything beyond that is is an appropriate place for the most part of what the pharmaceutical industry has brought about. Uh, allopathic medicine has its place of suppression for survival and immediate urgencies but when you extend that urgency or emergency to a perpetual state then you kill people and that's what we're seeing with this perpetual state of emergency and emergency medicine out beyond the realm of where it's designed to be proficient and is excellent um so uh briefly i know we're almost to the top of the hour here um are there uh other things that are of concern in terms of fertility miscarriage, other things? Are we seeing a very unusual spike in all of these things? I know that for infertility has been on the rise for a generation or two now with a lot of things related to pesticide exposure and GMOs and things I've covered. But again, this mRNA is a whole leap in another uh, dastardly direction.
4: Yeah, so um, I I think our recent publication uh, with my colleagues, uh, of which Dr. McCullough was one of them, what we did, and we recently published the paper where we looked specifically at the VAERS uh, reports, the CDC, FDA VAERS, and we did kind of a novel approach. I, I reckoned that the, the most uh, accurate, truthful medical information from the CDC and FDA's database would be using influenza vaccine as a control group, because we've used that in pregnancy since uh, 1997. It was so we started our study out looking at uh, uh, January 1st, 1998, um, for influenza vaccines, and then we we looked at the co- the complications uh, of menstruation and pregnancy in women of reproductive age using the COVID-19 vaccine as the experimental group, which was only of course for 18 months versus 282 months of the influenza vaccine. Well, what we found was um, extraordinarily concerning. Um, keep in mind, uh, Dr. Bell, that uh, the safety signal is a two-fold increase, which the CDC and the FDA publish on their own website. You have a two-fold increase. So what we we did not see two-fold increases, OK? We saw increases that were multiples, 10s, uh, 50s, 100s, over 1,000-fold increases. For example, menstrual abnormalities, almost 1,200-fold increase in major catastrophic menstrual abnormalities, significant increase in infertility. In pregnancy, a massive increase in miscarriage. In fact, there was a 57-fold increase in miscarriage in those patients who received the COVID-19 vaccines compared to the influenza vaccines. Um, Fetal death. Fetal death, a 38-fold increase with the COVID-19 vaccines compared to that of the influ- uh, influenza vaccines in pregnancy. And there's a massive increase in fetal chromosomal abnormalities, major fetal malformations, cystic hygroma, cardiac abnormalities, uh, uh, diaphragmatic congenital diaphragmatic hernias, severe preeclampsia, severe placental problems, severe fetal growth problems, severe abnormal testing, fetal death, um, premature rupture of membranes, preterm labor, preterm labor and preterm delivery with newborn death from prematurity and from the vaccine. And I could go on and on and on and on. Uh,
0: Dr. James Thorpe, uh, how will people reach out to you if they want to consult with you? Maybe they're of the childbearing years and they need a, a compassionate ear within the medical field that has expertise as an OBGYN. How do they reach you?
4: Yes. Um, if you can uh, message me through one of my social medias, uh, and I, I try to, uh, anybody that calls me, anybody that contacts me, I, I never charge them a dime. I don't charge them anything. I, I get to everybody I can pro bono. Um, and, and um, I don't take any money. So if you get a hold of me through one of those media sites, uh, I'll do my best to get back with you and help you uh, to the best that I can.
0: Yeah, I noticed we have you linked on Getter, uh, one of the social media sites, and I just found you, as we talked earlier, on Twitter as well. And um, we let me see what I have here, at James A. Thorpe, MD. And that's where I found you, on Twitter. So... I'm sorry. That's Getter. Let me just see if I could find you on Twitter again. I've included you in the uh, uh, the response to today's broadcast, which we do stream live on Twitter as well. Let me just see if I, I got you there because it was it was not intuitive at that moment when we found you. James is.
4: Thorpe uh, MFM.
0: Yes, that's it. James J A Thorpe J A Thorpe T H O R P M F M, and that's on Twitter. And if you follow me at RS Bell Media on on Twitter, you'll see that in today's uh, broadcast underneath it. I've I've linked James Thorpe as well. So you can find him on Twitter and message him that way as well. So Dr. Thorpe, God bless you, my friend. I'm so uh, grateful to connect with you today. And I hope God that much. we can follow up. If anything I can do to help on my end uh, out, with outreach or uh, when we get into more discussions uh, of homeopathy and, and, and minerals and different things that I've been investigating for decades now, um, anything we can do to add to the uh, healing benefit we want to do.
4: Dr. Bell, thank you so much for having me on your incredible platform. It's, it's sincerely an honor and a privilege,
0: sir. Yeah, I appreciate you as well. I can't wait to meet you in person one day. That's Dr. James Thorpe. Y'all check him out. Links are in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, when we come back from this break, uh, we have a, a, a question about cancer, a cancer question, interestingly enough, from Chris. And also I'll have an announcement. I'll be broadcasting live from a, a, a cancer clinic in, in, south of the border tomorrow. That's a surprise. We thought it might happen, but I didn't want to say it before I knew it was happening. It looks like it will. We'll let you know about that as well. And uh, we're scheduled to have Clay Clark. We might delay and might have to have him after the show on a pre-record for tomorrow as we're or or for Thursday. But uh, lots of good stuff coming up on the Robert Scat Bell show, including what we just did. If you missed any of the interview with Dr. James Thorpe, you definitely want to go back. He related some profound and important history that he personally witnessed, some of which was inspiring to him previous to our lifetime here uh, that, uh, acknowledge things that I, we've discussed many times over the years here on the Robert Scott Bell show. So we have a new friend in the healthcare uh, realm that is genuinely concerned about actual healing as opposed to the things that have been going on for far too long in medicine. Uh, that's Dr. James Thorpe right here on the Robert Scott Bell show. I'll take a look at the chat room when we come back with Super Don, see what's going on, little upcoming events, special announcements, on special deals to access things that can help, strengthen your health, your vitality, your immune system as well before Christmas as well. Take advantage of those opportunities. And with that, we'll take a quick uh, top of the hour uh, education break and remind you that the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott, Bell Robert show. Scott Bell show. All right, I'm just reviewing some other things we can cover this hour. Super Don, you sent me some things. Uh, it's like Clay Clark and General Flynn are busy, 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 and they want to connect a half hour after we're off the air. Uh, so I'm going to see if we can coordinate uh, some more recording after the show today to get that going. We do have Jonathan Emord already set up for Thursday, despite it being a travel day. So we are not missing a beat this week. We'll uh, just include this that
3: and- on uh, Thursday show then.
0: Yeah, maybe we can do that. S- I'll see. I'll see if uh, Clay has been texting me while I'm on the air, and you know how fun <laughs> that is. But uh, James Thorpe, he brought it, dude. Uh, he was great. Uh, I mean, yeah, good no, that was good. That ever was, that hope was a definitely. position to be with the integrity that I'd love for all healers to have, and he's got it. And I respect and appreciate that man immensely. And it's the first time I've connected with him here, so mm-hmm. I forget how we- It's probably coming through, Kevin, wasn't it? get that interview
3: i believe so yeah yeah so peggy has a question she says uh what's the best way to share
0: this episode with people okay well super don you the man i don't know what well there's
3: lots of of ways i mean uh peggy you are watching this on looks like on facebook right now so you could share that um that link there should be a a little button there on on the facebook uh, video there that says you can share that so you can do that as well you can always go to uh, our channel on Rumble and share that video there, and send that to your your friends or, or whatever. But being on Facebook, I would say just share that on your um, either to share that you can. I think when you click share, it allows you either to share that like on your page, mm-hmm. your your profile, or you can share that like in Messenger, or you can co- copy a link and send that to people. You know, whether I don't know if you want you're wanting to email it to them or text it to them or whatever. But that's that is what I would suggest.
0: Okay, well, thank you for wanting to share it. I thought it was terrific, yeah, absolutely. As it comes to the reproductive health issues, and you know, Super D, that's why I remember. You, I just remember to this day, certain shows just jump out at me because of like revelations, if you will. You're like, Mm -hmm. when we figured out, when we saw that there was no uh, reference to women's menstrual cycle and/or reproductive health, and yet. And then we're talking about these initial uh, studies that were done to get the uh, the COVID jab on the market EUA, of course. Right. And I pointed out, do you remember how aghast and how obs- you know?
3: Well, I think if I remember correctly, it was there were there were reports coming out of of women that were having these breakthrough uh, menstrual cycles. Yes. You know, they had, hadn't had one for years, and suddenly, boom. You mm-hmm. know, women had already gone through menopause, or women that um, you know, it just you know, they have, they have their, their cycle and suddenly it was just all out of whack and it was different and stuff. And, and so then that's what prompted the question, right? Yeah. It was kind of like, well, okay, well, let's look into this here. You know, what, what what does it say in the, in the science here, as far as, you know, in the clinical trials, you know, what was that they, uh, they recorded on that. And that's when we found out mm-hmm. in fact, in fact, I think the people from, from Pfizer and stuff like that, they were like, well, we didn't really think to do that.
0: Yeah. That, and you remember <laughs> how outraged I was? I mean, I couldn't feign it, you know, I couldn't and, pretend and then, I was outraged. And then they like, acted
3: like it was no big deal. Oh, yeah. well, it just kind of resolved itself. And to me, my, the thing I was thinking was, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that might be kind of a problem. Yeah. I mean, maybe that, you know, is it normal for something like that to happen? And is it really no big deal when you can, you can change, uh, you know, a woman's, uh, you know hormones and 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 the, you know everything going on in that yeah. department to to do stuff especially especially women who hadn't had a menstrual cycle for years and suddenly the, you know they get the vaccine boom oh i'm back,
0: oh, yeah, but you know? I was more concerned of course about the women who were in the childbearing years and finding right. out that they had right no but parameters. the point I'm
3: making though is that for something yeah. to have that profound of an effect on on, on a woman's body mm-hmm. to to do to do something like that and for them to just go ah eh, that's not really a big not deal. a big
0: deal and then of yeah. course you had the entire medical and nursing profession bar a few that were had integrity saying that no 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 it's safe and effective it's fine and anybody who would bring up concerns for reproductive health was considered you know a quack or or you're outrageous or you're listening to the wrong people you know it, it it's just astonishing and then you know talking with uh um dr thorpe last hour again he acknowledged this I said you know someone who's been in there and been in peer-reviewed published literature for years in the midst of his physician practice you know it was like to be outraged is like under an understatement. How would you consider giving an un, untested or a newly Being examined, if you will, technology of injection to women of childbearing years, and you had no consideration, no thought whatsoever, to put as one of the parameters, a key parameter to look out for any reproductive changes, menstrual cycle changes. I was was an emergency, Robert. The medical profession that that claimed it was it was an
3: emergency. We you know didn't have time to look for that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, but what does that tell you about a living in emergency and using that as an excuse,
3: Robert? Just Listen to Anthony Fauci. Please just stick to the science,
0: man. What are you showing there? Come on, that? stick. just stick to the science. What is that on the screen? Are you so far away from the computer? Yeah, I'm sitting back oh. on the couch now. Bring it you,
3: up. You're totally ruining my joke here. Sorry. Stick Fauci, to the science, Just man. stick to the science, man. Yeah.
0: i got some Velcro. I'm going to stick him to some science. <laughs> Good luck getting down off of it. You are so
3: mellow sitting on that couch. I, I know. Tell.
0: Well, this is what happens. I I, I <laughs> You know, and, and Dr. Thorpe was pretty laid back for as intense as I felt like. That's he, true. That's he was true. Yeah. Um. He's a very common demeanor, yet what he was describing are, you know, outrageous atrocities of the profession he was, you know, raised in and in, in grew into back in the 1970s, having been, uh, he said, what, a sophomore, some second year medical school at the time of the, the swine flu debacle, the shot in the 70s. That was a fascinating journey he's been through. So I appreciate all that he had to to share with us so um this song you know grandma got run over by reindeer just comes mm-hmm. to mind with this article that you found <laughs> and is that do people play that song anymore is that like somehow so politically incorrect that Grandma, I don't, it, it's everyone? been a
3: while since i've heard it yeah but i mean during our uh growing up phase.
0: Yeah, um, it was a regular on on the uh, the radio. Yeah, every stage. year this time. Now, yeah. why do I say this is because this article you found that says don't send grandma to the ICU this Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, what if she gets hit by a reindeer? Right, and and yet, she's yeah, more I think you're reading to- it wrong, though. How do you think?
3: Because they're not saying that if grandma uh, gets hit by a truck, don't send her to the ICU. What they're okay. saying is. Uh, please don't breathe on Grandma. Make sure that you wear a mask. Oh, uh, really? Yes,
0: that's where they're going with this one. That is
3: exa- you only read the headline.
0: Well, you know the thing is, all I need to do is First read the headline to get the truth speaker. of
3: the matter. I got. I need to. I don't know, actually. I don't have that sound effect.
0: No, oh. that's all right. No, no. I think I'm. I think I'm accurate <laughs> though in my interpretation, despite their protestations in the article about breathing on Grandma. Yes. The actual thing they meant to say, it's kind of a Freudian slip in the headline. Okay. We really don't want you to send grandma to the ICU because we'll kill her. But then they yes. come back and they go, oh, it's really because you breathed on her. Right. Uh, but the uh, the God's honest truth, as we talk about in one of the articles you just found, is there are more than 7 million incorrect, uh, what is this, diagnoses or, or mistakes made in the U.S. emergency rooms each year.
3: Wrong, yeah, wrong diagnosis uh, oh. per year in the emergency rooms.
0: So you know they're gonna say, Grandma did not get hit by a reindeer. She got COVID, right? Despite the fact that she's crumpled in a in a in mass heap because the reindeer trampled her, but it's COVID. <laughs> it's just like we we went through. It.
3: Well, she had the COVID, dude. Th- this is this is like I'm having like flashbacks right now, yeah. of like three years ago, right mm-hmm. when when this mm-hmm. was we starting to reach a a, a fervor pitch, and uh, it. it you know, it was like, well, so-and-so, you know, they brought him in and had a gunshot or brought him in, had been in a car accident, mm-hmm. died of COVID. And they actually exactly. wrote on the the death certificate or, or on the, you know, the notes or whatever that they wrote on there that, you know, uh, because he had gotten COVID, uh, mm-hmm. it caused him to uh, be drowsy. So therefore he then crashed his car, you know, a yeah. um, lot of, a lot of weird connecting of the dots that was going on back
2: then yeah. with COVID. Because Everything was, was a COVID, a
0: COVID test in the car and he got in a car accident, that was really COVID death. (laughs)
3: It's like, maybe you ought to get that guy in the ambulance uh, and get him to the hospital and not sit there and
0: swab him to see if he's got COVID or not. Yeah. Well, the thing is, medicine is destroying itself, modern medicine, in the case of this, this article too as it relates to the other one. The very thing that they actually are good at, that we give them props for, emergency trauma interventions, Saving a life that would otherwise would not exist, and yet now people are rightfully reluctant to go in, even in you know their their arm their limbs are hanging off. It's like don't take me to the emergency room; just sew it up ourselves because I could end up dead because of what they're doing, and and you know that's it, it is new, but it's not new. Again, when you say 7 million incorrect diagnoses made in the U.S. emergency rooms every year, you go in the ER and you're in an emergency situation, they give you a wrong diagnosis. What does that mean for the treatment? Could the treatment actually kill you even though it's obvious grandma got hit by a reindeer? I just keep coming back to that. It's absurd, but it's not. And so what can we do or what is possible that can be done moving forward to correct some of these scenarios in allopathic medicine in an area where they shine? And the first thought I have, Super D, is have a homeopath in there, or at least an MD trained as a homeopath, to give Arnica immediately to everybody coming into the trauma centers, the emergency rooms. Because, you know, by definition, if you're in an ER, you have trauma, you have pain, you have swelling, you have shock, all of these things. Arnica covers most all, most all of it.
3: Mm. Well, Twitter. okay, let's look, at, let's look at the article here because they say the top five can, uh Hold on. Here. If you don't mind.
2: Okay. Whoops.
3: wrong button yeah try again all right so the top five conditions that were misdiagnosed Mm
0: -hmm.
3: number one on the list stroke wow diagnosed a stroke
0: okay
3: myocardial infarction aortic aneurysm these are these are major things dude this is not like oh well we thought you had the flu Mm -hmm. uh but you know actually strokes
0: and heart attacks aortic
3: (laughs) aortic Or spinal cord injury. Spinal cord injury, okay. Venous thrombus, throm- What is that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well,
0: all right. Say so, that five times real fast. so uh, four out of the five look to be cardiovascular, and right. one out of the five is, is a spinal cord injury. That was 39% of all serious
3: misdiagnosis related wow. harms.
0: 40% of all di- related to that. So, what does that tell you about the, the cardiac events? You know, and their ability to be accurate and diagnose them, much less than what do they do to treat them?
3: You know, when you go into the ER, and I've done that a few times, especially recently. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you know, I mean, they they hook you up to like every machine that they've got. It's it's not like uh, you know you, you would think anyway, and I I mean, this maybe you're just. I don't know. It's just like here we're going to put all these things on you, or take these things, and we're going to measure this and that, whatever. Like take all your blood, you know, and all this stuff. So it's like, you know, they've done they do every test you can think of: EKGs and cardiograms, and and MRIs and X rays, and you know, the whole deal. Uh, tubes and wires and all kinds of stuff. So it's like, how are they? How are they missing this stuff? Is are they, are they incompetent? Is there a level of, of incompetency that's going on there? Mm-hmm. Well,
4: uh, how how how,
3: like, how far down the rabbit hole do we want to go here? Are they doing all yeah. these tests because they just want to do them to make money mm-hmm. because they're doing the tests so they can charge the uh, insurance companies, but they're not accurately reading the results? What's going on there? All right. Super D, you ready to hear?
0: No, Did I just you, like talking to no, you. No, you just wanted talk. to ask. Oh, were those questions rhetorical? Did you not want me to respond? um
3: semi but I mean it, it's
0: it's it warrants some explanation so go ahead yeah yeah Lucy you've got some explaining to do yeah all right part of it you hinted at and it was brilliant in that oh what are those planes that you fly that are like helicopters and then they turn that way with the the, the propellers that just flew by over the ocean what are those called really yeah that was a I cool. don't know what the name
3: of those are but I know yeah. what you're anyway, talking about
0: sorry I get this squirrel across the ocean <laughs> so you mentioned the diagnostic tests the the analyticals all of the tests the blood test all of this and you know they're they're ripe for again misinterpretation mistakes etc these are snapshots of things that are happening and you know i mentioned sometimes about the the blood tests related to you know what i'm going to go into this now for get, for the for the sake of, of of how they make mistakes for instance okay how many uh, times have I heard now, this is not something I've covered a lot on the air, but I have covered it a little bit about the copper issue. I come back to that because it's still fresh in, uh, my mind about what we've done in overdoing certain things and depleting copper that was already low. And in a heart attack event, you have massive inflammatory cytokine storms occurring for the purpose of saving your life because tissue is dying and, and, you know, the immune system is on a high alert. It's go, go, go get the, all the immune cells in there. So cytokine storm's happening. And then, of course, I say, of course, not everybody knows this, but of course the copper stores from wherever they can find them in the body are going to start dumping into the blood to be taken to the areas of need because copper is an anti-inflammatory. It's your systemic infl- inflammation reducer. It's not, you're not producing prednisone in, in, in house in your body. You're, you got copper and it's going, send the copper, send the copper. And so in the midst of this, or even, you know, shortly thereafter, probably even within weeks thereafter, there's still inflammatory cytokines going bonkers. there trying to, you know, resolve the issue if you've survived it. And so your body is still copper, 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 send us some copper. And so you get tested, your blood gets tested and they read high copper levels, high copper levels are like, oh my gosh, we've got to do whatever we can to get the copper out because my gosh, you're testing so high in copper. This is the normal blood range and you're way above it. And they don't consider. That in, in a normal and optimal metabolic response to a cardiac event, that the copper is being dumped into the bloodstream where you're testing the blood for the purpose of saving the life of that individual and, and that body, and, and in fact, helping to uh, regenerate or repair. And here's another thing related to the mistakes that medical doctors can make in the midst of it, whether it be triage acute care, or whether it be uh, systemic chronic care, like for an autistic child, a child with autism, as we call it, primarily vaccine and heavy metal injury. A similar scenario is occurring in an autistic child's body. Is There's a systemic inflammatory response that is happening and happening and happening and happening, not like an acute injury. It, it Boom, you got it. The injury is now done. You're not getting pounded on it again, so you, now you've got the ability to heal it, so there was that initial storm, and then you're moving beyond it. You have a systemic repetitive continual inflammatory response intestinally neurologically vascular musculoskeletal everywhere because the injury never stops because they never get rid of the offending element the heavy metals the mercury etc and then you test those children you get a, a really good diagnostic test on the blood and say hey let's check out and scope what's going on and they go oh hi copper once again, high copper, oh my gosh, copper, stay away from copper, stay away from copper. In the meantime, these kids are, whatever copper stores they have, their little bodies are just spewing out to help save their lives in an ongoing battle against this inflammatory cascade that never ends. And the doctors say you're high in copper, stay away from copper. Oh, my doctor said copper is the problem. Copper is the culprit. Copper has caused all of this. Super D, you, you kind of get where I'm, uh, I'm getting in terms of how they interpret these tests. I know it's one ex- only one example, but I'm telling you there are others that are out there that you begin to see a pattern emerge that with all their technology and their testing capacity, they discount somehow the real world metabolic implications of high copper in the blood, why that would be the case for the benefit of that child or the, or the adult. So, or
3: the look, I hear what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing that if you were in the ER and they hooked you up to some machines and they said, blah, 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 blah. And you said yeah. copper, they'd be like, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that's just not something that they are, uh, you know, that they're, in. but here's what I'm saying. When, when you look at somebody, let's say somebody had a, sh- is suffering from a stroke mm-hmm. or they're suffering from a heart attack or something like this, and they hook you up to the EKG, and they go, "Everything oh, looks fine." Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, hold on. There's literally no way that the EKG, uh, if if I'm if I'm using the correct trick to test, yeah, uh, I think I am. Yeah, uh, that they could look at that and go, uh, "No, I don't see anything wrong here." If you're if you're having a heart, I mean, it should be like
0: plain as day i think well, right the the illusion is that it is i mean then again when you get pulled over in a speed trap by a radar detector did they calibrate the machine
3: oh i so i okay i understand i, I think there's probably like one there's like a a percentage of those cases that you could say it's because the ekg has not been calibrated
0: yeah but you're talking human error right at this point
3: yeah there's it's got i mean out. come on you are the. you this is the er and listen i'm not trying to in no way, my ERs suck. Okay. I've been to a bunch of them. I have. Anybody that's been to the ER, you know that's like the last place in the world you want to go because if you are having any type of issue, chances are, unless you are, your arms and legs are falling off and you're about to bleed death, mm-hmm. you're sitting on your butt for hours waiting for somebody to, you know, to, you know, okay. Korea's best
0: medical system on the planet, right?
3: You know, I mean, listen, yeah. I, I, I've appreciated the ER in the past at the times that I've needed to go there. Or I've needed to take somebody there because they do serve a purpose. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's an emergency, right? Or supposed to be anyway. Funny thing is, though, the ER has turned into uh, med- just regular medical care over the yeah. years. A lot like of people to go to the ER it. for everything when they don't have insurance because they have to treat you at the ER when you walk in the door. That's, that's, just, that's just one problem that we've got with the healthcare system that we've got. But, you
0: better hope that you have in the ER someone that can think critically despite being in fight or flight, right? Yeah. And and fight or flight lends itself to not higher levels of cognition, but just reaction. And so pe- some people are wired to be able to do great work in the midst of that. Others are not. Others become deer in the headlights. They often are not good ER physicians or nurses, obviously. But oh, I am not who you, here to who say. showed up. What's that? Look who showed up. What? Who's here? What? Look, look, look who showed up. You got it. No, it's not possible. Clay reawakening America <laughs> Clark is here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. How does this happen? How are you, sir? Dude, we were like like covering for you. We were just like making oh, – yeah. he's, he's, no. he's got some really uh, – he ate a taco. It went bad. Something happened. We didn't know. No, no there's no big
5: emergency. Uh, what happened is uh, uh, General Flynn and I are working on some projects. And long story short, a couple things got moved back beyond our control. So uh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. I appreciate you allow me to be here with you
0: god bless you clay we love you and i so enjoy you having you on the show because i get to just kind of kick back on the couch here and do nothing like i let you ha- have the floor which is fun and i just want to acknowledge my first experience with with you at the branson event was o- almost overwhelming i mean the, the the people the passion that was there the enthusiasm the excitement and the you know the quality of speakers the integrity that they brought just over almost overwhelming like i said Got to meet so many cool people, and you were so kind and gracious to invite me. And m- much less the nice things you said after I, I spoke, when you could have just thrown me off the stage. Outrageous what I had brought to the Maker America tour, but you were very kind, and I appreciate you so much for that. It was a pretty neat first experience for me.
5: Well, you know, the way I look at it is, you're on the team. I'm on the team. Everybody, all you've been listening out. Everyone to listened to your shows on the team, uh, team freedom, team America. It, it, as long as you love God and you love freedom, I mean, we're on the same team. And I believe that you have a big piece of the puzzle. I believe that Cash Patel has a big piece of the puzzle. I believe General Flynn has a big piece of the puzzle, Michael and Dell. And my job is to try to get as many people in the physical room as possible and to get as many people streaming online uh, to, to be paying attention so that we can share the truth at scale. And uh, what I, I, I didn't realize this, I, I did not realize this because I knew nothing about uh, conservative events before COVID-19, the Great Reset, is how many conservative events are sponsored by big pharma and woke companies that actually uh, sponsor the event and pay the speakers very well to not talk about the truth. And that, that that is blowing my mind. I keep hearing from people, they say, Clay, I went to this conference or that one, and I never run into people. Like Robert Scott Bell there. I never hear Dr. Tenpenny there. I don't see a General Flynn there. How come those people are at your event and they're not at other events? And I tell them, well, we let people, uh, attendees name their price to attend our events. And then my wife and I operated a deficit and we, we subsidized the losses to our other companies. And the speakers that speak at our events, we have, you know, speakers that if, if we need to, uh, certain speakers, will reimburse them for travel or security costs. But by and large, I mean, we have non-paid speakers that are doing this for the goal of saving America. And it's just a different animal when you have that many people in the same room at the same time that are committed to sharing the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was astonishing, honestly. And uh, I'm looking forward to being with you in Nashville. Uh, Again, if you have room for me to to have at least the uh, uh, interviews area. I, again, I know I saw people that were backstage that had access. I had difficult access to conduct interviews the first time again, not not complaining. I'm just saying it was so overwhelming. I don't know how anything got done. It's just impressive, but
5: I can certainly I'll do it right now. I can, I can definitely get you a media booth. That is a, that is a confirmed thing. I can do that for you. Um, and as far as a speaking spot, we've got this, I try to rotate the speakers Mm -hmm. so, you know, people can see Eric Trump and cash Patel and people that they love or the big names, but I'll try to get to, uh, I try to introduce, our attendees to about 10 to 15% new speakers every time. So that way new people get an opportunity to to share. Um, But I can definitely get you a media booth and I'll do that right now. So I'll put that on the confirmed list here and I, boom, you're on there. So booth 14, that's you. You're on there for Nashville. Uh, I did have a video clip I wanted to play or an audio clip I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see if you could break down what you believe this audio clip means. Okay. And this audio clip uh, is featuring... Steve Forbes, the first voice you're going to hear is Steve Forbes, and I'll tell you who's speaking as we play it. And we can pause it as we go just to get your thoughts on this. But this is Steve Forbes uh, from Forbes Media, Forbes Magazine, uh, discussing the implications of the implementation of the central bank digital currencies. Now, a brief background, the MIT lab that created the central bank digital currencies, a.k.a. the Hamilton Project, the MIT lab was funded by Epstein and Gates, and the technology where it's the COVID nineteen passports, the COVID passports, your your vaccine passports that go under the skin. That technology was also made by the same MIT lab funded by Epstein and Gates, and it seems too real, too unreal, too crazy, too intense. But everybody, if you just go right now to Google and you type in, we'll do it right now. We'll type in MIT quantum dots. You can see on the MIT website where they are praising their ability to store your vaccine records underneath your skin. That's the same lab funded by Epstein and Gates that also created the central bank digital currency. So here we are on week five of 12. As America begets, gets ready to roll out the central bank digital currencies, we're on week five of 12 of the 12-week pilot testing program of the central bank digital currencies. And listen to what Steve Forbes just had to say here, folks. This is December 15th, so Steve Forbes said this five days ago. Steve Forbes, Forbes
4: Magazine, Forbes Media. The Federal Reserve is considering a digital dollar. The implications for privacy and freedom are frightening. But central bank digital money is ominous. The downside of governments being able to track digitally every single product or service you buy and sell is chilling. They could punish people who they conclude are saving too much. Spend it or lose it, they could decree. If you have undesirable political views, you might not be able to access your money since traditional cash would be outlawed and your digital cash would be in a government-approved digital wallet. Do you
5: share the concerns of Steve Forbes? I mean, are you at all concerned as you hear the implementation of the central bank digital currencies is around the corner?
0: Yeah, I've been been concerned concerned. ever since I heard about Real ID in 2005, where I knew this was going biometric uh, alignment of your medical records with identification, making it federal, which, you know, there's no basis for that in our Constitution. These were state level issues. And then, of course, now we see the digitization of money tied to social media, social credit scores in China. Being manifest and critically necessary, the only way they can do that is through digital identification. That would tie into digital passports via, uh, well, tied to your medical records, right? Your vaccine schedule record. Are you up to date? Which you never are now with mRNA technology. They they want to include that for beyond COVID, everything they can get away with. Uh, so yes, it it'll be the end of freedom as we know it, and the end of uh, your connection to your, let's say, divinity. As I, you know, because they artificially induce a lowered reality for you when they digitize you and make you a creation of government or international banking systems, as opposed to your, I would say for lack of a better term, de your reality, which is your divinity, your connection to source, which is why I, I went on stage and nobody booed and hissed. I don't think when I said my kids don't have birth certificates or social security numbers because I don't believe that they should be numbered like beasts in the field and uh we we basically registered their births if you can call it registered in our family bible the way it used to be before they digit. you know that that's the movement that we've been on for generations even though it wasn't fully digital but they've got us into the habit of going you're not alive unless the government stamps your kid with whatever and says they're alive so damn straight i'm concerned clay
5: you're concerned, okay? Let me continue. This is the next uh, clip here. Uh, this next clip, this, this is, is going to be Catherine Austin Fitz. Catherine Austin Fitz is introducing the next person, and this is a, a legendary investment banker. A lot of people know her name and her voice. Listen to what she says here, folks. It's
0: Richard Werner, the top
3: academic scholar in the world on central banking, he wrote the book and did the documentary
0: "The Princes of the Yen" about the Japanese central bank. Here he is in Malmo, Sweden, in May.
3: The nature of this C B D C what what is it actually gonna look like? They never talk about that. Right. Um, but I heard one
5: European central banker tell me what it's gonna look like. He saw it. He was invited to one of the old central banks in Europe
3: that are very much promoting this. And they showed him. And you know, he's he's a top um you know executive
5: director of another central bank in Europe, and there's no reason to believe that he- he was telling me a story, um, and he was around this this large, and would be implanted under your skin. Okay, I mean, you're hearing it described as now technology that goes under the skin. Uh, love your reaction to that.
0: Well, you know, they're coming after me or my kids. I'm with my dearly departed friend, Michael Mednarek. You bring the syringe, I'll bring my 45, and we'll see who makes a bigger hole. We have got to stand up against this tyranny where it violates the most fundamental aspect of our reality, our inhabiting this gift, this temple, this body that we've been given by God. And if we let these Luciferian banksters get away with injecting quantum dots or whatever to track us everywhere we go or to drug us for every emotion we have that might lend us toward a spiritual life, uh, then uh, I think we are perfectly within our rights to use any 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 force necessary. And I'm not advocating violence because they're engaging in violence against us and our children if they do this kind of activity to us. And we must be willing to defend ourselves and let them know that we will, or else they will get away with it.
5: Uh, This is now Tucker Carlson, who describes the central bank digital currencies with the same urgency. He describes it a little bit of a different way. But listen to what Tucker Carlson has to say about these programmable central bank digital currencies. And again, folks, if you want to read everything there is to know about these central bank digital currencies do it. I mean, go to DuckDuckGo, go research it, look it up. What I've tried to do is organize um, sort of the, the highlights and the patents, which you can read if you go to time to freeamericacom and you click on the Central Bank Digital Currencies button. We have a button there. You click there. There's video clips, all the stuff I'm playing today. You can find at time2freeamerica.com. Here we go. CBDC.
1: If that happens, we're done.
5: So you might have missed what happened Wednesday afternoon at the Fed, but they started their CBDC. Maybe we should start having the conversation of, gosh, this looks like the mark of the beast. COVID makes it... This is Yuval Noah Harari now. This is the top advisor for Klaus Schwab. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari. This is Klaus Schwab right here, okay? He's the founder of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum was founded in 1971 per the recommendation of Henry Kissinger. This is Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum. This is his right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari. Why is he important? You've all known Rari is praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, and Gates. He's the lead advisor for Klaus Schwab. He we're told he's sold her 40 million copies of his books in the past 50 months. This guy's on all the mainstream media. He's on James Corden. He's uh, featured on like late night television. You'll see him on. uh, You'll see him on many shows where it's 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 a mainstream audience. This is you've all know a Harari. I mean, you're going to see him do sit down interviews with Pamela Anderson. You're going to see him on Bill Maher. I mean, this guy is a keynote speaker at Stanford, Harvard, MIT. New York Times, TED Talks, you've all know Harari. And this is Klaus Schwab. So listen to what you've all know Harari has to say, folks.
4: COVID makes it it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance, even in democratic countries, and it makes surveillance go under your
5: skin. He said it makes surveillance go under your skin. What are your thoughts,
4: sir?
0: Well, you know, this is inevitable for those that have uh, valued convenience over their connection with the Creator, with God. Uh, Honestly, this is such a materialistic play that basically binds you to the lower worlds, the worlds you don't want to be a part of, simply so you can have some level of convenience and and economic benefit, perceived economic benefit, which they're actually going to be paying you with, with digital evidences of debt, not actual money as you know, our founders recognized gold and silver as legal tender, and some of the states have put that back into play. And so I always look to say, hey, how can we counter this as opposed to just, I'm gonna prevent you from doing that to me, but then the question becomes, well, how do I interact with the economic world? Because people have become so accustomed to using Luciferian banks that have no connection to actual uh, just weights and measures as referenced in the Bible Clay. Uh, so, you know, this is not something I'm, I'm surprised or shocked about because I've been tracking this back in the 90s when I first learned of their intent. And it, at that time, I was so frightened. There were times when I couldn't come out from under my covers. I had to get back, you know, and, and tight with God to be able to have the courage to come out and go, they will not win. But they will if we do nothing, if we stay coward in fear and just play along to get along to gain material benefit, which is not our spiritual essence, even though there's nothing wrong with earning a living. But the question is, do we earn a living based on their system of debt slavery? Or do we find a way going back to the basic origin points of again, the concept of just weights and measures?
5: It's it's we're in a place now where we're so far detached from God's money 1971. We got off the gold standard that I think a lot of times. People don't even recognize that we're operating in a fiat currency. Um, so I, I don't know what percentage of Americans even know that we're in a fiat currency. I don't know even what what percentage of Americans know that we are in a fiat currency, not tethered at all to oil. I mean, there's no petrodollar anymore because Saudi Arabia has teamed up with BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. But listen to what uh, Tucker Carlson had to say about the justification of the FTX cryptocurrency collapse being used now to force on these shots inside people's bodies and these central bank digital currency. Listen to this folks.
1: Right after FTX's collapse, every major bank in this country announced a new partnership with the New York Fed to establish a new digital currency. Oh, digital currency—the one they can regulate and control. Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Mastercard, HSBC—all work on a 12-week digital dollar pilot. So, what does this mean long-term? Well, if they have control of your money because it's digital, you can't stash it under your bed. If they don't like what you say, they can off and you're impoverished. In other words, this whole thing is a bigger scam, even that it seems and it was made possible by political sloganeering. And Sam Bankman-Fried, if nothing else, is not stupid. And he knows that well. In other words, if you suspected all this was a scam, all the moral posturing, all the lectures you get about how they're great and you're bad, this was all a way to blind you to the fact that there was a massive ripoff going on, you might be on the right track.
2: FTX was an op. It got brought down in an op. Okay, yeah. do you know what I mean?
0: Yes, yeah, so I was going to ask you about it,
2: but no. immediately, no,
0: like, right? Immediately after it happened, they said, "You know what? We need that regulation." That's part of it. the yeah. op. Yeah, right. right? Okay. <laughs> you know, FTX was a CBDC marketing plan. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, how how are you going to market slavery?
0: This is
5: Richard Werner. She's saying it. Catherine Austin Fitz is saying that FTX was a marketing plan for central bank digital currencies. She says, how else are you going to market slavery? we would love to get your thoughts on the intentional collapse of FTX, which, by the way, FTX was used first to funnel millions and millions of dollars to the Democrats, and then it was allowed to collapse. So what are your thoughts on the FTX collapse being used as a justification for the implementation of the central bank digital currencies?
0: Yeah, it, it, it's obvious to me, but and Catherine Austin fits, but we've been following this for decades. Um, These things are not accidents. And, you know, at some level, nothing is an accident. All of this is planned. And the playbook is written out via the World Bank and International Monetary Fund moving through not our Federal Reserve, but a private Federal Reserve that has, you know, no reserves and is not actually associated directly with it. It's not part of the federal government, technically. These are private banking consortiums. Uh, So, you know, the question also was raised about how many people even know what fiat currency is. You You know, how far behind are we on? educating people to sound money. You know, the kind of things Ron Paul was talking about that they thought was anachronistic. Oh, we're, we're well beyond that, Paul, Ron. Uh, you, you know, just go back to the dark ages. But the reality is, again, without just ways and measures, all you have is an economic system that will serve those in world domination mode, communist primarily, to make everybody poor and then make that, you, know, you their slaves. And this is the way they're gonna implement it digitally at this point. And those that are participating in the banking system, and pretty much everybody is, because that's how we've habitually been doing it, we didn't know there was another way to go about interacting economically, are going to have to figure out a way to do it quickly before it's too late, before you've built your own electronic prison cell that you can't get out of because it's invisible. It's everywhere because it's in you, just like you're talking about here, what they're talking about bringing on. Uh, Clay, I got to ask you you run in some serious circles with people with you know high financial means and, and have been on the inside of this at high, high yeah. levels. Yeah, Are they seeing this? Do they see the reality of this? Or are they just kind of trying to find a way to game it?
5: Well, this is what I have found. And I, I don't mean to discourage anybody today. I'm just going to tell you, I am a fact guy. Fact. That's what I do. Fact. And when I, when I tell people facts, I don't know that it, Sometimes people have heard these facts before because they'll usually react in a way that's not positive. Um, and a, a person who has a curious mind will say, Really? Can you prove that? And then I show it to them. The incurious mind, the agenda driven mind that's focused on some career g- growth goals, um, they usually uh, reject it and deny it and move on to because it's not on their agenda. And what I found is people like Mike Lindell, General Flynn, uh, Eric Trump, et cetera, they have a very curious mind, and they want to know the truth, and then they want me to be able to prove it. So um, how they react to it will you know, yet to be seen through their actions. I know General Flynn has been very aggressive to expose what's in the COVID-19 shots. He's been a, a very aggressive about that. But I'm finding right now, I mean, I just had a major meeting I was at a couple of weeks ago, a major meeting. I mean, the people that were in this room were all household names, and I think four of the people in the room of 25 had any idea that the central bank digital currencies were on their way or that there was RNA modifying nanotechnology in the shots. And and I think to myself, what do you know? Like, what do you spend your day studying? And sadly, I find that a lot of them get uh, fed talking points. So let me give an example. Uh, Right now there's this thing called the Great Reset. Like That's the plan of Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset. And it involves a lot of details, but there's four key Key elements, key planks to the Great Reset. One is the introduction of universal basic income. Two, connecting brains to computers. Three, implementing self-driving cars. Four, imposing carbon taxes. All right? Now, uh, that's the agenda of the Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum. Guess who also shares these uh, these agenda talking points, who shares these beliefs, who, who, who thinks these four ideas are a good idea? Elon Musk. Elon Musk is in favor of universal basic income, connecting brains to computers, self-driving cars, and imposing carbon taxes. So I just thought I would play a little medley I put together because when I talk to some of these people that you think would be in charge, they're celebrating Elon Musk. And then I have to point out to them, did you know that Elon Musk and Klaus Schwab sh- share a universal love for universal basic income, connecting brains to computers, self-driving cars, and imposing carbon taxes? And they go, Really? So, I mean, I'm, I just find
1: that my job is to sort of be like the wrecking ball that wakes people up. So listen to this. Okay. Elon Musk said on Wednesday that he expects a brain chip developed by his health tech company Neuralink to begin human trials in the next six months. Whether or not you think it's a good thing or whether you're concerned about the sort of cyborg dimension being so rapidly approached, there's an unusual ally for Elon Musk in this world, is our old friend, Klaus Schwab. Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains, because you all will have implants. I can feel how the people react to your answers. Is it imaginable? So while Elon Musk is a radical opponent of certain Democratic National Party interests, elsewhere his interests seem to be in alignment with globalist goals like the one just cited there
5: for man to merge with machine in yes. a healthy way. Yes. To beat machines, you basically have to merge with machines. Most likely, yes.
4: As work is changing, is a universal basic income um, really a, a, a solution to, the, to this problem?
1: I think ultimately we will have to have some kind of universal basic income. And I think some kind of a universal basic income is going to be necessary. Decarbonization of the economy. Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned, we don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on.
4: I mean, my top recommendation honestly would be just to have a carbon tax.
5: Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the the whole idea that humans have, you know, this they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election, or whether in the supermarket this is my free will, that's over.
3: I mean, this is obviously sounding increasingly like a Black Mirror episode. Everything that's encoded in memory, you could, uh, you could upload. You could basically store your memories um, as a backup and restore the memories. Um, and ultimately, you could potentially download them into a new body or into a robot body. The future's gonna be weird. I would presume it would be consensual.
5: Think about this. Elon Musk is endorsing Neuralink, a company he started, to, put, to connect brains to computers. The only other people that I know of who are endorsing this idea are members of the World Economic Forum, like Yuval Noah Harari or Klaus Schwab. Um, so, again, I, what I find is that when I go meet with people – and share the truth with them, I end up exposing their agenda. Is their agenda truly saving America? Or are they trying to build a fire brand for themselves so that they can get some sort of book deal? And I I find the following things are true with many conservatives I meet. Many conservatives I I meet are looking for a book deal, expensive meals, and private jet flights. A book deal expensive meals and private jet flights. I see that all the time. And uh, I I wish I didn't see that, but I do see that all the time. And um, again, my role on this uh, journey we're on right now is I just try to wake up as many people as we possibly can to the truth in a way that my mind can understand, because a lot of people are hearing this for the first time. And I think if you talk at people Mm -hmm. in a way where we're using a lot of jargon that people don't understand, it can be overwhelming. But if you break it down in a way that the average person, and I put myself in that category, can understand it, then you go, oh, okay, I understand there's team evil, team good. And then you have to pick a side, you know, team Jesus or team Satan, because that's where we're at.
0: Um, Clay, you know, looking for the pragmatic and practical, too. And, you know, that's where I try to talk to people. How sure. can you actually function in the midst of this Yeah, as opposed to just give up and, and run screaming and crying or just go along? to get along and sell your soul into slavery.
5: Well, uh, um, one I encourage everyone to read Matthew chapter 24 and Luke chapter 21 because I certainly did not write the Bible but I can read it and your listeners can too and I think God shows you what's going to happen Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21. I encourage people to read Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21. Second uh, action item I would encourage everybody to get uh, uh, out of the out of the fiat currency. It's very important to get out of the fiat currency, get into gold uh, and silver. I would recommend you do that. Um, what I do, Uh, I have a gold buyer and I want to be respectful of your gold buyer. I have a gold buyer that I've used for years. have a great relationship with this person, with this organization, and you don't have to, uh, buy gold urgently because there's some fire sale, you know, the, the people that you talk to at the company I work with, they do a consultation with you and I've been buying gold consistently for years and years and years, gold, both gold and silver. And so I believe as you see the central bank digital currency being rushed at, out, the agenda being rushed out, the central bank digital currencies, you're going to see a certain percentage of the population. I don't know what percentage that is, but a certain percentage that will not put that technology in their body. And so what you're going to see at that point is people are going to find, have to find a different way to uh, conduct commerce or to be able to buy or sell. And I believe that smaller units of silver are the most likely ways in which people will be trading goods and services. Uh, so I do think it's important to do that. Also a uh, step three, I do recommend everybody get stocked up on uh, food because yeah. you are going to see a p- supply chain collapse of some kind. And the organization that I recommend for buying that food is called Sherwood.tv, Sherwood.tv. He's a doctor that I've worked with in Tulsa for years. Who's treated 10,000 plus COVID patients with zero deaths. And he also has a food line that he's created. That's a, uh, Healthy, organic, and designed to last years.
0: Clay, did I introduce you to the gold backs when we were together last time?
5: Um, I believe that you and I discussed them briefly.
0: Yeah. Well, making gold spendable for everyday items is kind of like the idea of what you're talking about with silver because it's, you know, affordable and you can exchange it for everyday items, whereas gold is too valuable. But they fractionated it down in a way that we have spendable gold now and it's not designed to be held in a vault, but to be used, and the gold is in the actual note. So more to discuss there because you're on it, my friend, and I appreciate you so much. Thanks for showing up today too. Uh, you know, with all yeah. that you you got going on with General Flynn, I appreciate it. Well,
5: I appreciate you uh, very much for allowing me to be here. And I'll just say this in closing. If anybody out there goes to time2freeamerica.com, time2freeamerica.com, you can join us in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, January 20th and 21st. We have 71 confirmed speakers, January 20th and 21st. Mikeovitz, uh, Tenpenny, Jim Brewer, Eric Trump, Cash Patel. Big names everybody knows. And there's also folks that people maybe don't know, but they need to know. So I encourage everybody get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com. Two, you can always name your price when you buy a ticket. At time2freeamerica.com. Three, I don't take any outside sponsors, so you can always make sure that I'm not censoring any of the speakers. Just like with you, I didn't tell anybody to say, "Hey, don't say this," or "You can't say that," or "You can't." And no censorship at all. No no teleprompters. Um, fourth, is the doors open up at 6 a.m. It's the event starts at 8 a.m. Praise and worship music, and we go nonstop to almost 8 p.m. Nashville, Tennessee, January 20th and 21st. And finally, the host pastor of this church, Pastor Greg Locke, is one of the first pastors in America that I've ever heard of that that did a reverse COVID-19 mask mandate, a reverse COVID-19 mask mandate, meaning that he told the members of his church they're not allowed to wear a mask if they want to go to church there, because it doesn't stop the spread of COVID-19, and it does uh, cause mental illness, it does cause physical illness, and nobody should be covering up the image of God with a mask. So big shout out to Pastor Greg Locke, and again, folks, get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com.
0: Thank you so much. And Clay, looks like I'll be there with you then.
5: Okay, so that sounds great, brother. I really do appreciate you. You have my phone number. You can text me anytime.
0: Okay, we'll do it. Clay Clark, Reawaken America Tour happening 2023. First one up, Nashville, Tennessee. We'll see you there. We're going to take a pause, go into the bonus round, pick up some things we couldn't get to today, and see if we can get to them and more. Thanks for being there. We'll check out the chat room as well. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks for being here. Share the show. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. All right, guys and gals, we're back. Bonus round. That would that that show went fast. Although, you know, he said midway through the second hour when I heard from Clay Clark and he wasn't going to be here until after the show. Uh, I was kind of you know we were Super Don and I were covering some other things and figuring we could ca- cover some other stories we didn't get to. But Clay showed up, which was awesome, and he had a lot to to bring to the equation. A lot of the things we do cover here, but he laid it out beautifully with all of the audio clips, and I appreciate that about him. And then, And then when I asked Clay about what he's hearing in the midst of that, he said, what, four out of 25 of the people had any inclination or knowledge of it? Yeah, it's about right. But kudos to Clay for uh, being willing to cover it. It's not popular, especially among high finance circles, to address these things that people have benefited by. And now suddenly they're getting confronted with the demonic level of economic activity it would tie us into. Anyway, Super D, that was good. Clay showed up. He
3: showed up. And he always shows up in style, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he brings it. He does. I love I love his uh he 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 uh he loves playing audio clips. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed this is a thing that he likes to do. Yeah. He loves that sound effect. Yeah, right. Chung, you know, and then he plays some chong. He does it again. But um yeah. That no, that was good. He's always good. He's always good. Although there was somebody that showed up. Yeah somebody showed up in the chat room here it was a uh, a diane murphy okay she showed up and I don't know if it was, I, I i'm gonna I, I'm thinking maybe your it was,
0: voice annoying to e i d horrible of course we were replacing ourselves false teeth glasses artificial joints, limbs <laughs> artificial workings what is that yeah
3: mean? yeah and then she says yeah
0: hate your I voice my bye bye. voice bye bye <laughs> Okay. I, I don't know if
3: he was talking about Clay. I think, or you. Is that a, or, is that a boy uh, or a girl? This Diane Murphy. It's Diane. To, yeah. Name is Diane. The picture. Yeah. I'm not so, sure. All right. Dawn, Dawn says she loves your voice, though. So.
0: Well, so. thank you, Dawn.
3: There you go.
0: Dawn, we love Dawn, too. <laughs> All right.
3: You always get one of those once in a while. But yeah. In any case, yeah, today's show went by really, really quick, really fast, which is always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Dawn, always. where should we
0: go to get silver? go to you you know you've got it in town go to the united precious metals association we've got links uh where you can go zero percent buy sp- share a spread sell also do we know do we have a new link active on gold and silver as well another one super d i thought we did the we uh, had a guest yet, the consultation
3: with um was it knf something yeah, yeah it's up there it's it there. is so can yeah. you
0: show that if you don't mind because as by. we were just talking about it, it might be a good time to show it.
3: So let's uh there's the show notes there. And if we The uh banners are on the right hand side. Yeah. So if we scroll down and we will come across this guy right here. These
0: are rotating banners, yeah.
3: Uh yes. Most of these are rotating banners. Some of them are static. Okay. But these down here are. So that'd be K K and E. Kirk Elliott. Uh, private advisors. Okay. So if you click on that then that takes you, uh, to this webpage here and it's going to give you all the information that you need here. And they do consulting, um, on how to, how to invest.
0: Okay. Good. In a smart a way. Wow. Look at that.
3: Right look now. at that great picture right there. Awesome. No, not a wrinkle on your face. It's <laughs> very impressive. All right. Anyway, so that is there. How you doing? Did you see
0: the sunset last night? I posted it on Instagram. No, I board. was
3: busy last night. I, um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Mm-hmm. There was a, uh, an event last night here in my hometown where they shut, they, uh, they had like a whole like block of, yeah. of homes that, uh, decorated Christmas decorations and they had fire pits and hot cocoa for the kids and for was the it people. And,
0: decorations and sand, or no, it was
3: outside, so we okay. were walking around outside. Yeah. Um, I'm stalling while I'm trying to talk and <laughs> click at the same time here. Okay. I got tagged on it here, so I'll go like this. And so anyway, we got to go out with the kids last night. Nice. And uh, freeze to death. Hmm.
0: In the process. Meantime, I'm in a t-shirt today. Did you notice that? Is it warm where you are now? Yes, yeah, lovely. Got out in the sun and warmed my core. All right, so let's see. Oh, we got pictures full screen here.
3: And then we'll just do. You got the little one bundled. So there's there's me with uh, Autumn. She required two blankets because it was it was very chilly that night. Yeah. And uh, there's me and Autumn and the wife. Mm-hmm. There's uh, my daughter with uh, Riley. And Santa, nice. And that's her with her, uh, my daughter-in-law, uh, Sarah. There's one of the houses that we were standing next to. So, there's everybody on the on the uh, you know on the the street would decorated their houses like this. There's us with Riley and with Autumn. That's a good picture. I like that one. That's great. That's a Rudolph the Red or a reindeer donut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that looks very not RSB approved.
3: No, no, I didn't buy that. Okay. Uh, so there's there's another house there. There's uh, my daughter and Riley yeah. at the fire pit. And there's the other houses down the street there. And there's there's a group photo there. Another house. So that's what we were doing last night. Okay. So I didn't have time for sunsets because I was too busy freezing my, as you would say, tukas. <laughs>
0: off well each uh, night you know we're trying to catch the the green flash last night my daughter and i were out there and i caught it i don't think it catches so much on the on the phone camera but the the flash of green was just at the orb right at the orb dude, of,
3: can you get that on
0: video i don't know i've never tried this is the first time i've tried we saw it visually and i think you can but uh, you know, the time I was here again, a few couple of years ago, I saw the whole sky do it. That instant thing. Like mm-hmm. I'd never seen before. You should try and do it you know, tonight
3: if you can. Yeah. Get so a video. That'd be cool.
0: And my buddy, Stuart Tomk is going to join us at sunset tonight. So that'll love
3: be fun. Stuart. Miss yeah. him. Yeah. Miss him. Miss hopefully. his energy. Dude. Yeah. We need to get him back on the show sometime. Even if it's just to catch up,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully we can do that. We'll, we'll have some, he was, he was some a changes you know, with his family, but, uh, that might bring him back into the Robert Gabell show fold as well. So that, that would, would be, be great. All right. Let's see what else we got. Nutritional Frontier still doing their 12 days of Christmas specials. 20% off. I think everything that they've got on that site and you get an additional 15% off. with. Uh, and
3: there was something else you sent me about an event that's coming up in Tampa Bay.
0: Oh yeah. They just announced that go full screen on that. So we can see that. Uh, so if you're in the Tampa Bay area, this is going to be look like a one-day or an afternoon event. Uh, let's see. This is, yeah, 5.30 to 8, so it's an evening event. Looks like a di- dinner. Bridging the gap between allopathic and functional medicine, a case study review. Dr. Len uh, uh, Brankiewicz and Jamie Dorley. And there's a registration thing. Grand High at Tampa Bay. So an evening event in February the 1st, right before Groundhog Day there. And then they're, they're working on something else that I'll be able to attend in the Tampa Bay area probably in March or April. I'm not, I think maybe April at this point. We'll talk about that. The Next Steps Conference is coming up in February. Next-steps.info. RSB10 to get 10% off. That's the 22nd through 25th of February. Lake Lanier Islands outside of Atlanta. That's going to be a fun event. Tia Severino is putting that on. RSB10 for discount tickets. Uh, we have the Trinity Health Freedom Expo uh, virtual com, and uh, I'll be participating in that. We'll have some new live presentations and panel discussions, as well as additional lectures being submitted for it. 30 bucks, all three months of uh, access. That's going to be amazing. Mention the Clay Clark event in January as well. That's following a Stu and Terry Warner's event, the 5th through the 8th of January. And we'll be in Nashville for two or three days, I think, for the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset. So
3: you're going to be there, huh?
0: looks like i got a booth so i'm gonna nice. be there and uh we'll be broadcasting the, the plan is to broadcast live in super d if if i need to then i'm gonna have to get something that'll allow me to broadcast live because the last one it just it didn't happen because there just was little to no internet at all yeah
3: well you know they do make those those mobile hot spots that you can take with you but what we'd want to do is see just to make it foolproof yeah is if we know where the event's going to be at?
0: Because does it say on there? I didn't notice. It's Nashville at, at Greg Locke's uh, church,
3: Global Vision Bible Church. So, what I probably want to do is take a look and see what mm-hmm. mobile network has the best coverage in that area, and then yeah, we or could,
0: somehow reach out to the pastor there and say, "Hey, do we have actual access to it or not?" Right. Uh, so we don't come in and get surprised that we can't. I want to be able to broadcast interviews uh, that right. weekend.
3: And then I think a plan plan B on that situation would be we'd figure out because you know on on this, this new board that we got, thanks to the generosity of our, our super fans. Yes. Uh, you do have the ability to record audio. Oh. Um directly right. into it. You just put a memory card in it. Okay. And you can actually direct so I think as a plan B, uh what we do is make sure that you've got one of those memory cards. Okay. And then you could record the uh the interviews audio only. Okay um
0: all right well we got time to plan way, so. for that then that's good too yeah now there were a few things we didn't get to today at, you know and i don't know if we want to try to get to them tomorrow um well let's see oh, what yeah. we got going
3: on tomorrow first
0: speaking of tomorrow now we still have some guests i think don't we have babri from folium px
3: we have got tomorrow K- karen's uh soggy and babri Oren okay. on tomorrow in hour one yeah, and I have confirmed with Ty Bollinger, he will be on tomorrow for hour two. Okay, and so I, I it's dangled be a the carrot kind with... of
0: presentation because we're going to have uh, uh, Gideon from this clinic. Did I send you the link on the clinic that I'm going to be at? Yeah, I don't have that
3: in, in in my hand at the moment. Hold on here.
0: If you can dig it up. So, folks, uh, I'm going right. to be, and I met Gideon officially at um, Tony O'Donnell's house when last month or so. We had the big fundraiser for uh, bobby kennedy and children's health defense that's where i got to meet mel gibson and all and uh he was there and he was interested in reaching out to you guys and gals uh the audience here about their clinic stem cell and cancer clinic uh in tijuana there it is uh verita life is it yep world's leading holistic cancer centers and it's more than just cancer but you know they're working with therapies that i was very inclined to be oh, i think it's interesting
3: that you can go get german integrative cancer care in mexico
0: right it's like <laughs> two, apparently it's two miles over the border from san diego and
3: tijuana yeah. i've been there
0: one time when i was a kid i've never been there but my wife and i are going and um they're yeah. gonna do a a test assessment of her, you know, we've talked about her jaw and the the trigeminal neuralgic thing and see if there's some viability for her there. And the plan is to broadcast live the entire show tomorrow from Tijuana in their clinic. And, um, that I didn't anticipate, but here it's happening tomorrow. So they're going to send a car up and bring us brought And There's apparently a medical lane. There's so much medical tourism, if you will, going into Mexico and back Mm -hmm. that there's a special designated medical lane where you can, you know, go through the, the border a little bit faster. Uh, so we're going to try that out, and I'll be able to have firsthand knowledge of it for others that might be interested in, in availing themselves of that possibility. Uh, so that'll be an interesting show tomorrow in addition to the guests, and Ty's going to have to roll with it, and I'm sure he will. He might even know this guy, for all I know. Uh, it's connected as Ty has been to the cancer world. with. Uh, so Bruce this is going
3: remember. to be tomorrow, you said, then? Yes, tomorrow.
0: During hour two? The whole hour, The whole both hours.
3: The Ver- Verita life guy,
0: yeah, well, no, th- I'm gonna be there at their at their club oh,
3: okay, right, okay, gotcha, yeah. but we'll still be we'll do the the interview with baby like normal, and then when we've got Ty on,
0: yeah, he'll then, we'll okay. probably be interacting with Gideon. well, we little
3: do little need time. to give Ty a little bit of time though, yeah, why because I dangled the carrot to get him on this show yesterday. what is it? He might have already plan- been planning on it already, but uh just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. The National Archives released just like thousands of, of unredacted records about the JFK, uh, assassination. assassination. Oh, that's and I know this is something he's really interested in and into. And, okay. uh, so I said, Hey, look, why don't you come on the show? And, uh, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, these files that have been released okay, and get your, your well, take on them.
0: So, what time, what, uh, which segment of the show is Babry scheduled for with his guest? First hour what time of the day in the what segments
3: well i think let me just double check here I, okay. do, I think it's just blocked off for the hour so let me look here karen soggy Bavery. uh yeah kevin just booked them for the whole hour typically when it's in the first hour
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know we'll we'll do an opening monologue and then we'll bring them on you know for at least 30 minutes if not the rest of the hour so
0: okay because it's going to be a mix with uh, what we're doing locally there as well okay so we'll manage it we'll figure it out all right i might have to open the microphone early just to get everything in i'm just thinking <laughs> all right there'll be creative tomorrow that's for sure so all right the question of the day let's let's bump that till tomorrow if you don't mind Yep. it was a cancer question and we just couldn't get to it because of the schedule the way the schedule hit so if you don't mind yep. let's cover that tomorrow as well yep and Um, there were two articles that I don't mind mentioning real quick here. One was maybe, uh, consider not kissing a baby this Christmas. (laughs) Yes. And of course, you know, they want to deny the, the relevant benefits of human affection. You know, you genuinely love, you get this gorgeous baby, you know, your grandma, your grandpa, your mom, your dad, you know, like don't kiss the baby, your baby might get sick. And then, the, yeah, here's the article about that. Go at full screen on that. It's like the entirety of humanity, which is a normal, healthy affection and, and shows love for these, these new ones. And you want to let them know you love them. And it's part of how they grow up in a balanced way and ha- have some, tr- some se- sense of semblance of trust in the world. They're surrounded by loving parents and grandparents and things, siblings, and they want you to not do that because now suddenly it'll be a vector for them to get sick and die. Does this sound covid like to you anybody how they tried to twist humanity into disconnection from each other permanently if they could because of the fear of germs and then the next article that you inadvertently tied together that i thought was so brilliant mm-hmm. um, headline reads covid lockdowns altered kids gut microbiome this is not the defender you guys check this out and that very edict to def- define survival via how well you can hide from one another, how well you can isolate from one another, how well you can stop anything from leaving your body to be, you know, address the air around you, much less that you would interact with it, how that would save you. But the reality is it's altered the gut microbiome in a negative way because the interaction, the interactivity of human to human in a normal way is part of how we survive, it's part of how our immune system learns to live and adapt through all the challenges. And to shut that down, to lock that down is absolutely moronic, which is where I come back to the medical degrees, the Ph.D. degrees, the public health degrees operating as some semblance of legitimacy. And they're not. They're absolutely devastatingly stupid in what they've done. And so what I say is don't kick the baby, but kiss the baby. It's your baby, you know. Uh, and stop locking down your children and grandchildren. Stop forcing them to wear masks. Stop isolating them. Get them out in the world and interact with one another. That's how they'll develop. And keep them away from doctors as much as possible, especially the drugs and the shots that they that they got for you. It is possible to raise kids drug and vaccine free. I've done it. It can be done. I'm not saying it's easy because the fear drives us back into the doctors and the, and the pharmaceutical industry. But uh, you break that fear by Getting Gaining knowledge by studying, by learning, by talking, by communicating, by listening, by loving, all of that. So I just wanted to share that real quick. And Super D, brilliant again how you tied these two stories together and you didn't even know it. Beautifully done. I meant to do that. I know you meant to do that. I know that. All right. So chat room. Let's check the chat room. What else is going on in the chat room?
3: Dawn says, yes, she loves that medical lane you were talking about. Oh, her mom did holistic cancer treatment in Tijuana, so we'll experience that tomorrow interesting how Tijuana has become like a medical thing
0: it's a yeah it's a, i it's can
3: a- I can remember where Tijuana was kind of like a joke you know where it was like that's where you go to you know buy uh cheap liquor mm-hmm. you know, and there's like crazy tourist stuff, but you can also get pickpocketed real easy uh in Tijuana as well, yeah <laughs> you know.
0: So, is Leslie's uh, new podcast available yet? It is.
3: It got published this morning. Awesome. Uh, it's episode number three. Yeah. And you can get it just by going to where you get the Robert Scott Bell Show podcast. Cool. This, I believe this, what is it called? Sick Kids, Tired Mom is is the name of this uh, that episode. That would never happen. Who has never had Tired never Mom? Have. Come on. Leslie, really? Yeah. So it's that is uh, that is currently live and I have not heard from Ula. Um Okay. Leslie says, Oh yeah, Tijuana. That's where the best weed was, she was told. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that right?
3: <laughs> it used to be it so used to be told. at least that was that was the the rumor anyway, that but uh it was also like uh um that was before weed was legal. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's not the case anymore. But. Yeah. Chris oh. ma- mentions that hard money can also be fiat. That is true.
3: I know I was gonna um, hit show
0: on that, but it's like a
3: thousand miles long Yeah, it won't show up
0: on it. Yeah, the point is hard money via fractional reserve banking is fiat. Uh what I'm talking about with gold backs is interesting because it's not it's not a note that is a certificate that gold is being held somewhere else. Like, you know, it used to be like the US dollar paper represented something you could claim, you know, when you go to the bank, I want the actual metal, which you can't do anymore. Um, The gold back has the gold in it. So that's why it kind of breaks that cycle of fiat money even tied to gold and silver. So it's not fractional reserve banking. So it is distinct and different. Diana, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Remember Herp Albert wasn't, that was a musical. Yeah. Is that what that, that was?
3: I don't know. I think so. I think I was, I don't know what the song was. There's one that they're super famous for, but I can't remember what it is. That's
0: it's been a while. Yeah. I don't know. Do you buy stuff at the border at dawn when you're doing, going through the medical lane? I don't know. We'll take a look. All right, let's see what's in our chat room. There are a lot of people on the Facebook chat room today. Okay, Bolden, if you get the medical papers on the way back, you'll save a few hours easily. Yeah, apparently we've got the medical lane both both directions. So that's, you know, that's why we've agreed to do it, try it out. But it may be something viable for everybody that needs it, you know. I know people that are suffering and need need some options. So Diana loves our banter, Super Don, so. Yes. Bolden says the best wheat is up by Mendocino in California. Okay, see everybody's got everybody's yeah, next.
3: I think I, I mean is that, is that current? Are, are is that uh, current knowledge or is that? Because I've heard that before. I mean Humboldt County, which uh-huh. by the way I think is where uh, right around where they had that earthquake this morning, up in
0: northern California, it was a six I think it's
3: I think it's in Humboldt County, uh, yeah. but Humboldt I always had a you know this this reputation for mm-hmm. growing amazing cannabis um but i mean that was years ago that was like i said that was before it became legal now that it's legal it's everywhere you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's just it's really not relegated to certain places because it's it grows everywhere now but yeah there was a six point i think it was 6.4 yeah that's um, what i read earthquake this morning you
0: got an alert even though you didn't get dude i
3: i you know i mean i go to bed especially last night it was more like quarter to
0: Turn your 12, phone off, it was late
3: right you know Why's so your i'm phone like
0: on your and all phone of a sudden my phone
3: my phone because it's my alarm
0: but my you can phone, have it on 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 what they call uh airplane mode and the alarm still works yeah i nope, don't yeah, I'm one I mean, of those, you know i'm one of those i don't want you woken up in the middle of the night when you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night you're not like a dad anyway with a baby. all right mom
3: <laughs> anyway so uh so yeah so 2 30 in the morning Yes. This, my phone makes some strange, loud noise I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa, what? And I got an alert that there had been a 6.4 uh, magnitude earthquake in Northern California, hundred and like 128 miles away from me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, why are you waking me up to tell me that there was an earthquake 128 miles away from me? Good question. Was it really necessary to wake me up at 2.30 in the morning to tell me that? I don't think so. It was, apparently, the phone was concerned for my safety.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, that perhaps uh, I might, uh, hey. I mean, 128 miles away, you're not going to feel yeah. hardly anything. Maybe something, but not hey, likely. I
0: just heard from my buddy, Cordy Lee Williams. Hashtag Megaphone Marine. Hashtag 1776 forever free. No. Yeah. Say, what are you guys doing tonight? I have a Christmas party in Carlsbad, about 20 minutes, three minutes from you guys, but would love to have you come to it. Oh, go to Christmas party tonight, honey. (laughs) She's like, oh, wait, I'm just getting used to this rest and relaxation thing. I will call Cordy after the show. Check with, check in with him on that. I'll, I will see Cordy, even if you don't want to go, honey, either way. Um, let's see, but yeah, looking forward to seeing Stuart Tomp and, uh, Going to Mexico, did not expect that. That's going to be fun. So we'll have a new international episode of the Robert Scott Bell Show tomorrow. Hopefully it all works well. They said they have good internet, so we'll find out. And, oh, has anybody um, remembered that another nice Christmas gift to give is the uh, health freedom coin, if you can call it that, the commemorative limited edition, supporting our health, freedom, and healing liberty here, and yours too? you have that as far as the banners go? Of course. Yeah, it's a nice... It's right collect- up there by the top. Yeah, and it, it's definitely supportive of what we try to do here, so thank you for that. Also, the 27th of December is my son's birthday and Don's daughter's birthday. They're a year apart. We need to get them together and have fun. Let's all have fun on a party. But we're going to do the AMA, the AMA of December, the final one of 2022, for all our patrons and supporters. And I did put an invitation up last week, Super Don. Is it up yet?
3: Um, No.
0: Dude, I did it early so I know won't you be did. this last minute thing. good job
3: Robert good for you good job I'm proud of you you <laughs> but got it it up doesn't there, really.
0: manifest all the way there
3: <sighs> yeah I spaced that one all fortunately right. we've got plenty of time so I'm okay gonna, well put it up I'm, I'm looking it up on
0: on the email right now I'm gonna have it sitting here so I can't miss it and we need to um invite as we did last time but with more advanced notice those that have supported us with donations to get us this this beautiful board the roadcaster pro 2 and things like that. There are those of you who are not necessarily wanting to be part of the patron community Ooh, because I whatever. like
3: the way you titled this. What? This is not just an AMA. This is the RSB show December Holidays Patron AMA party. Yes. All right. So yeah. so are you going to be doing something special because it's um it's a holiday party for the RSB show patrons? That is the plan.
0: Wow. That is definitely the plan. Can you can you give us a hint? Well, I'm. I'm talking I don't to, even know. I'm talking to the Goldback people. I want to see if I can get everybody a Goldback that shows up. Really? Yeah, that could be fun. That's kind of cool. Is you guys in all Is this Santa going to be there? What?
3: Is Santa going to be there?
0: Santa, I might wear a reindeer hat. I don't know. Yeah, but it should be festive and fun and silly. But that'll be. So uh,
3: here's a question for you, because I when I said that I suddenly realized once again I'm I'm kind of alienating um, those who are not uh, Christian. Yes. So Christians um, have Christmas, mm-hmm. which usually sometimes involves Santa. <laughs> Is there a Jewish Santa?
0: Oh, yeah. Fictitious Hanukkah Harry. That was just like a Saturday Night Live creation, I think. Oh, okay. But no.
3: <laughs> no, no Jewish Santa.
0: No, but gold coins are something that they used to be chocolate covered gold coins. Gold-foiled covered chocolate things. Nancy's laughing at me. Why are you laughing at me? Chocolate-covered gold coins break a tooth. Well, gold is a soft metal. You can chew it. Chocolate-covered gold coins? Or do you mean
3: gold coins in in gold foil? Or chocolate coins in gold foil? Yeah. Right? That's what you're talking about? I used to get those when I was a kid.
0: You did see your your and yes, Jewish. Leslie.
3: You know, I knew I knew somebody was going to Leslie. Not all Christians celebrate, celebrate Christmas, Christmas either. Mm-hmm. So, what do they celebrate then? Why Why would a Christian not celebrate Christmas? Because,
0: because they know the roots of the date of Christmas, and and it may not be the actual birth of Jesus.
3: Okay, so when is the actual birth of Jesus? Then
0: ask Leslie.
3: I'm waiting. Does she say?
0: Not yet, no. Okay. When,
3: when, when
0: is the actual date that he that he was born? Lori says she's got a t-shirt to give away at her next AMA.
3: Oh, cool. Awesome. And happy Hanukkah, yes. I think I mentioned that yesterday, right? You did. It, with yep. all the guilt that you could bring. Born in the fall? F-A-L? I'm guessing that's fall. So then is there a, a date? Do, do Christians then celebrate... Oh, in September Don says September Dawn says September yeah Leslie says nobody knows the exact, exact date. date yeah so There's a lot of
0: confusion out there. I tell you that's why it it's so interesting <laughs> to be alive to be human to have opinions all it's right like it's a great time to be had by all
3: so Leslie says it's believed to be in the fall uh to be in the time of the fall harvest so there's there's theories about it, but nobody knows for sure then I guess yeah, huh? that's apparently the case so yeah. the birth of Jesus then is fictitious as far as Christmas is concerned that that is something that was, uh, somebody came up with the idea to say, Hey, let's do it on December 25th. And what you're saying is there's ties to the, the original pagan, um, holiday that is that, uh, I guess is supposed to be the, the roots of, of that whole thing.
0: Is that right? Yeah. I'm not going to comment at the moment. Just don't need any more controversy. Oh, poo, well, whatever. Okay,
3: what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about cheese or something
0: really, you know. Honk, if you love cheeses, do you remember seeing those bumper stickers? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
5: You're
0: mom says, the, the, the gold foil chocolate was Hanukkah money.
3: That was mom telling me. Dude, the gold, the uh, the chocolate coins are, were, I, I got those when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it was just because it was candy. there was no like sim- symbolism to
0: it, yeah, they haven't been uh, the advent calendar too d j Katie says yeah and so that's a Christian did? thing the advent calendar it's chocolate appropriation by every path
3: Leslie says maybe we can do a podcast about that about what the birth the the
0: Get christmas. Into about real christmas
3: controversy yeah well, why is it con- why into- is it controversy what's why i I don't understand. Because it
0: threatens people's beliefs about things, oh. they don't want to know stuff. <laughs> Whatever. It's just, you know, go back to the Council of Nicaea and do your homework and realize that Christianity, part of the dogma belief system, was reincarnation until they voted it out.
3: Diana Weeks How about that for is that Diana of the night? Diana Weeks? Diane? I think so. She just she just uh, signed up for Patreon.
0: Yay, Diana! Yeah, we we'll actually, there's three. a few
3: people. More than uh, we got to that have well signed comments. up recently. Yeah. Gosh, you know what? I think maybe I think we maybe back up to a hundred patrons now.
2: Hooray.
3: Let me look real quick.
0: That's great. Great news.
3: Um, I think that would be an interesting conversation uh for a podcast. And I don't um I don't have an issue with um with controversy. I guess I don't know, whatever. I guess, I, look, I get it. Some people yeah. are. are um, well, it depends on your level of attachment to your
0: belief. Yeah. Versus the willingness to discuss differences and perspective. Somebody
3: can believe something different than what you believe and have it not be controversial. It should be, anyway. It could just be, you could just say, oh, well, that's not true. I don't believe the same thing. Yeah. But you, you can still
0: talk about it. Sometimes you know? people I mean, don't want to talk about it.
3: Oh, uh, so let's see now. Diana mm-hmm. uh, is a new patron. Thank you. Hold on. <laughs> There we go. There it is. Uh, And then uh, yesterday, the 19th, Mm -hmm. Allison signed up. Really? Allison uh, became a a patron. Mm -hmm. And then way back on the 11th, I don't think I mentioned this, but on the 11th, Greg M. signed up and became a patron. All right, Greg. Thank you. And uh, December 5th. Uh, Rita signed up. So we've picked up, uh, four new patrons in December. You want me to hit that button one more time? Well, no, four is enough. Probably not. Okay. Uh, we've picked up four patrons this, uh, this month. So Mm -hmm. welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, that is one big way that you can support the show. In addition to all the stuff that that everybody does with sharing the show and participating and contributing and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Thank so, you so, yeah, much. I think we're, I think we're back up to the magic number 100 again.
0: Yay. All right. So tomorrow live from Mexico, uh, Thursday, we've got Jonathan Mord set up since we had Clay Clark on today. That's probably, we'll probably do an encore second hour travel day and then Friday back in studio. I think we got a good show set up for Friday. You think so? Lori wants to know if we can go three hours yet. No, we're just back up to where we were. uh. <laughs> That's next level. But, hey, you know what? There's some interesting things occurring, honestly, that will maybe permit us to consider doing more. And Superdome, maybe getting Superdome some help because he's beyond belief, blitzed out on what he does. And he still does an amazing job, even if I give him crap. I don't After the really.
3: first year, maybe. We'll yeah. we'll have more information going we'll on. Yeah, assessment on that. So, doctors Stu and Terry Warner and Robin Openshaw on Friday.
0: Yeah, great. So, we'll be able to sneak preview the, the Florida event with uh, Terry and Stu Warner. Yep. Excellent. Well, I want to maybe, I want to see if my daughter wants to go for a walk on the beach or go on for a bike ride while we still have some sunshine, then get some more pictures or video of the sunset tonight, hopefully. And what Terry about a great adventure called life. Oh, Sherry's going to give away a couple of bottles of Missing Link at our next that's AMA. AMA coming up? Yeah. And if you don't know the Missing Link, I travel with it too. Uh, it is something we get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And all the 100% whole food of organic stuff we like. And that's uh, RSB5 for the discount code choosetobehealthy.com. So thanks, nice. Sherry. I love it. Everybody's wanting to give, give some nice gifts. So we're going to have a, a real celebration party. At our so next Sherry, day.
3: if you're going to do that... Um, we sh- we should get a
0: uh, trivia question from you as well. Oh yeah, because we tend to give them away via trivia questions. Right, people got to work. We initiate for- a rule for this next one that you can only win once, so that we can spread the love that out. My wife says, yeah. "Yeah, yeah." I think we should have been doing that already. I know, but we've just been like, whoever gets the win wins. But so we'll give you a one one gift limit Look at this. to win.
3: Look at this comment here.
0: Our family and animals all take the missing link. Are you talking about your girls, or are you talking about the chickens? No, she's but, not
3: calling her girls animals. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. I saw them climbing all over stuff at the, uh, what was where we went to? They're amazing. Those girls are amazing. You know what's fun is when I get to uh,
3: work on Leslie's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I do the editing, and and uh, it's just fun to listen to the, the, the kids come in, Mom! Well, you know, while she's recording, um, so I get to hear like all the stuff that's going on in the background. It's really cool. I, it's it doesn't surprise me. Six girls? I mean, come oh, on, unbelievable! Really it really is. Uh, it's it's fun I to listen at, to. I
0: look at my honey and I say, "Honey, just be glad you don't have six girls." And not, <laughs> not to say because those six girls are wonderful, but just oh my gosh! Yeah. You talk about the energy that you'd have to keep up with. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Indeed. Yeah. So,
3: anyway, all right. So, uh, tomorrow, Jonathan E. Mord, no, first Thursday. hour, we'll have an encore in the second hour. Thursday. That's Thursday. Wait, that, oh, you're right. I'm a, Dude, I'm where a, are you going? I'm a, I'm a day ahead of myself. Yeah. So, tomorrow, we got Ty Bollinger. Robert will be in Mexico. Talking German stuff in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll have Baybry on, and yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. This will be the first time you've done a show from Mexico.
0: Yes, that is true. I've done shows from Canada. Many years ago, I submitted a show from Thailand. I think this was before you. did a show from, from England? Uh, I did a show from England. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Dubai. I did a show from Dubai. Uh, but we've not done one from Mexico yet. Mexico. So that'll so be That's the bucket list. Nice. Very cool. All right, I got to pack it up and get it ready for the morning.
3: Okay. Well, you guys uh, have a good afternoon, evening. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.